It is time for they know. Florida's number one favorite sports podcast. They know. They know. And uh, this sports podcast can only go by one name. Yeah. Just one name. Only one name. Do you know what that one name is, ladies and gents? Gents and ladies? Good. That podcast is known as Ball. Wiggles. I need to find out some other words for balls in these other languages. I say balls in Polish. Boltus. Boltus. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Boltus. <laughs> that's just not an accurate as fuck, though. Accurate like shit. Boltus. Welcome to Boltus. <laughs> you gotta go like this. That's the first podcast. Ah, I stayed in character this time. Boltus. What's up, y'all boys? What's going on, bruh? Man, how y'all boys living, man? I'm living balls. <laughs> you're living balls. I see oh, y'all. you're living balls. I see balls. y'all boys in a good little minute, man. You know what I'm saying? It's been about a week. <laughs> how you been, bro? Man, I'm here vibing. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing. Big vibing. You know what I mean? Big Just uh, taking things one day at a time. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, making it do what it do. Episode 4-5 Wedding planning and stuff like that Shout out to my fiance Oh, got it out the way early Year 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 How's everybody been? Man, you know, I'm good, man You know, I already said that But I'm gonna just reiterate it So you know how good I am Y'all ain't just asked that question twice I was was trying to hear from Dylan though I'm Gucci (laughs) Bitch Big 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 we asked that question just to hear how you do it. Episode number forty-five, Michael Jordan, Dion George, uh, Dion Jones, nice linebacker, Atlanta Falcons, real nice. Marcel Reese, former fullback for the Raiders, one of the only fullbacks who like consistently in Madden was over a ninety rating. Yeah, that means a lot. Greg Jones was in a ninety rating. He was a 90 rated for two for two Maddens. Yeah, but like yeah, Marcel Reese, like pretty much his entire thing. He was like a no. He was nice. <laughs> he's, the, he's the last great fullback. Greg Jones is that guy. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, nice, real nice. Hey, he just got stuck with that number two. You ain't even picked that, John. What if he did? Ah, smackle. I don't have to pick forty five again, Jim. Pick forty five. What's wrong with forty five? No. Donald Trump. Oh, oh my God. God. Wow. You, you know you spazzed just now? Wow. I took three daps today. Pedro Martinez? I was about to say that. I was going to save it for the end. You got, listen. Pedro. Pedro. Got to be quicker than that. That's got to be quicker than that. That's the guy. Pedro Martinez, bro. Hey. That little nigga was the GOAT. You hear me? The GOAT. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. 
Yeah. So let's go straight into it, man. Let's talk about FIFA. Let's t- the. I'm the, not doing the it. FIFA. The FIFA, man. Like the fuck. The fuck. <laughs> the FIFA. France won. Get it? So as I predicted, Kulki. when this World Cup started. Kulki. What is Kulki? that? Kulki. That's balls in That's Polish. That's balls in Polish. Kulki. Kulki. Wow. Kulki. Like wow. cool kids. Um, here's what I'll say about um, about France. Um, consistently proved me wrong. Um, I knew they was good. My whole thing was, I mean, obviously it's not it's not going to be of a concern. It's not going to matter. I didn't do my fair due research into like the French football system, which after I've done the research, I must say is the best football, well, soccer for Americans, best soccer setup in the whole world. Um, there was, there was, I believe like 50 plus players that played like out of their country and like out of those 54 players, I think like 38 of them were from France or something crazy like that. It's not technically out of your country. No. Well, well, the thing about it is, is the reason, the reason why I'm saying it in that essence is because France in the late forties after World War II they needed to rebuild. Right. So with the rebuilding process, it obviously gave lend to a lot of jobs, a lot of opportunities for these like the countries that they were that they had as colonies for them to come and participate in the rebuilding of France. So you had a lot of West Africans, you had Algerians, you had um like uh Caribbean islanders that also Talk went about to France. France like as a nation? As a nation. Okay. France as a nation. So a lot of them ended up being French. Right. Um, however, you know, you got like players on that French team who have parents from Cameroon and Togo and Haiti and Ghana and all these places, Algeria, Algeria like all these different places. And they're from like the hood, like they're from greater France. And apparently there's like France, which is like the middle, which is what everybody sees. And then there's like greater France, which is like the outskirts. Mm-hmm. And the area, they call it the suburbs. That's literally what it means in French is the suburbs. And that's where all of these players are from. All the black players, all the Arab players, they're from there. As a matter of fact, they said the only two players realistically that come from like your typical European background on that team is Jules. Or, yeah, Who should have been on the team. This J-I- G-I-R-O-U-D. And Griezmann. Those are the two guys really that, that came from made, that Giroud should have made that squad. I know why he made that squad. Because they don't fuck with Benzema like that. Well, Benzema, no, yeah, and also the fact that he provided good veteran leadership in the locker room, which mattered. But what I'm what I'm trying to get to is this. They're they're the Golden State Warriors of international of international soccer, in my opinion. Because all those guys are young. Like they said, like Paul um Pogba, mm-hmm. the the central midfielder. They said he developed into a leader and like he was acted, he was acting as and was treated as a leader. That's why he was one of the first people to raise the trophy. Mm-hmm. He's 25. Mm-hmm. Kylian Mbappe, he's 20. You see what I'm saying? Like these players range from 20 to 25, which means they're going to play for at least another 12 years together. That's another, what, three World Cups? They already won one. They could win another. <clears throat> they could win another two. <clears throat> realistically speaking, yeah. Um, they they have a top five caliber player on all levels of the field, 
And the one thing that I that I saw that I that I perceived as a weakness was their defense and their inexperience, which is why when they were running up against Croatia, I was like, Croatia can get them because I thought they had a superior midfield and I thought they had the experience. Considering these guys, they're 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 vets. Rakitic, Modric. I didn't know um, Modric man, was, was Croatian. Yeah, men's Manzujic or Manzukic, number seventeen. They're all like Champion League winners. You know what I'm saying? Like established European stars. They do this. You know what I mean? So I'm sitting here like, bro, like it's it's written for you guys in the stars, bro. Like you're playing a younger team, although they did win like the the I, what was it under, under 20. twenty World Cup a couple years back. But I mean, shoot. You play. You won the Champions League, bro. Like you play yeah. for Real Madrid. Like you play with Ronaldo. You're the second best player on the best team on the planet. Like you do this, bro. Like this should this should be your dub. But France just they ratcheted it up, man. They they leveled up, like you no, said. You like, they young le- dudes. They leveled up to the competition. Young dudes just have this like energy and like aggression about them they don't they care do not care they don't care about your name who you are what you do they don't care about conserving their energy they don't they gonna run at you all game long like. and for the record before france scored their first goal for the first 26 minutes of the game croatia dominated that game croatia until dominated the whole game they had more possession the possession time was higher after they, the first goal, shots was higher after the first goal though you saw the confidence france was kind of just picking their moment at that point they were yeah. playing chess, mm-hmm. but up until that point, I think they only had eight shots. And I told and I told my dad this: had Croatia scored first, had Croatia scored first, we might have had a different game, just due to the fact of how how dominant they were in the beginning. And and you know what shocked me wasn't the fact that France scored first. It was own goal. Yeah, the, it wasn't really like France scoring first. Like the setup was there. What shocked me was just the confidence level that came from France. Was like. Oh yeah, like y'all let us score first too. Like, bro, we already thought we was gonna beat y'all. It's a wrap now. Like your main one of your main guys scored that own goal. Like hmm. we're so, here, so and right. then they scored on the penalty, which a lot of people felt was bogus, but it's not. If the ball hits your hand in the box, it's a penalty. Period. It don't matter if it's because of the World Cup final. If you've been doing it the whole World Cup, why would you not do it in the championship game? That made no sense. It's true. People were just mad because honestly, that France team winning. <clears throat> Is gonna upset a lot of soccer traditionalists because that is a majority black and Arab team, and they're the best team in the world right now, which is gonna put a lot of stock up into these Africans, as it should have been, and and you're, you're there's gonna be a lot of, I think a lot of things is gonna watershed. The reason I feel like that's not fair is that France has been like that. They have, and they've lost. The ninety eight the ninety eight team was definitely built like that, but. This year's team, though, your stars are black. Like you, I mean, their stars have always. I'm telling you, their stars have always been black. They've always their stars from the from the time I've watched France till now. Their main guys have never been pure European dudes. No, absolutely not. Like ever. When I tell you, the, the only all they had was the only only ones I can remember were Emmanuel Petit, who's not Laurent. Laurent was yeah, pretty much white. Ribéry. Ribéry. But Reberry was like a little, hey, he's like he's a star, but he's like you and should Gries- you should be. But Griezmann didn't step up. You feel me? Griezmann didn't I mean, step scored, up. I mean, he scored the last two games. I mean, like he, he did, but like he's supposed to be the man. He's supposed. He's supposed you to can't, be the man. And the reason you can't is because we have guys like Thierry Henry, Emmanuel, um, David Anelka, 
Um, Turam. Turam, you got um, Patrick Vieira, you got Zidane, who's... See, but Zinedine, Zinedine Zidane, though, that's a different spectrum, though. Like, even though even though he is in the darker thing, but you knew they was calling the team, what was it, black, brown, and Arab. Wasn't it? Like, like instead of saying red, white, and blue, they're saying black, brown, Arab. Yeah, because that's, so, that's, that's what the team is. There's no just pure... They've never, they've never been a team that just had, like, a pure European because of... And their, his, because their history as a country, but at the end of the day, these are still French... Citizens, these are still right. a lot of them are still French born. They just happen to have parents that aren't from here. And, and that boy's been like this. Never. And this is a ten year <laughs> gap since our last one. Like we haven't won one since ninety eight. We've been losing with this black, brown, and whatever team. Like so, it hides it now. Now all of a it's a problem because we won. But when we were losing, nobody was ever bringing it up. Right. Of I course, think. because y'all were losing. So that was the point that it was supposed to prove is you can't win with that team. That's that's the point that was trying to be made, and you know the funny thing is, um, as big of a star as he was in France, you know he rarely sang the French national anthem. This team sings the French national anthem with pride. Yeah, Pop Good is the national anthem. He just, I mean, but so there's dudes in the NBA that don't sing that national anthem. Yeah, man. I mean, at the end of There's the day, like... every country that sit there and they just put their hands right here and they vibe. Where they have their hands behind their back and they vibe. Also, if it wasn't clear this year, I don't know when it'll be clear, they need to get rid of the third place game. Yeah, what's the point of that? There's no point. That's what I'm saying, because like... The teams, the teams don't really play the game full out like that. There's no fifth and sixth place game. Like, it's... I, they just, it's just a get tournament. rid of it. It's, it's a consolation. Like it's like, bro, you just lost the game before that's, the game. That's like the consolation bracket in the uh, fan, like a fantasy I football think it's because league. Because of the the star power on the teams, they just feel like more money. Yeah, but I mean, the they they're not even filling the seats because people don't. It's not like people don't care, but it's just like we know y'all ain't gonna play hard. Bro, you just lost. The, you just lost the semifinals of the World Cup. You feeling about to play the third place game hard, bro? It doesn't matter. Got to make this bread off you, though. <clears throat> True. Because does it matter whether you finish third or whether you finish seventh? Like, no, not really. I mean, the money is is, is a little different, but I mean, but they're the playing international the soccer. I'm pretty sure they're making a decent, yeah, decent well, money. If you're playing for your country's team, you gotta be making some bread. Yeah. Oh my! Another game, another check. Right. Yeah, but right. shout out, shout out to shout out to friends, though. And I don't gotta take off. Shout out to France for winning the World Cup. Any final thoughts? No. Guys, see y'all again in four years. years doing it again. <laughs> Perfect. Maybe we could talk about soccer more if uh, Team USA kind of... Brazil, you know, step your game up, bro. If these, if these U.S. soccer teams we can back. make soccer relevant in the U.S. I'm mad we ain't see y'all, Brazil. Y'all got to keep the rivalry going, bro. We need to see y'all in these big games. Brazil ain't ready. Their 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 vets ain't ready. For the longest, we weren't ready though, because we've been folded for a minute. And well, it all started when 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 <clears throat> when the goat decided to headbutt niggas. Was it y'all lost when y'all lost in the final to Italy? Spain? Oh, Italy, yeah. Italy. Who? We lost to Italy. <clears throat> and I think oh six. Or South Africa no. one. Who had? Because one of the Italian players called him, called him uh, son of a whore. Oh yeah, they talk. Oh shit, they don't play like, that. He shit. walked past, and, like he was calling. And he came, he heard him, like walked back straight. You know his head, and this one he shaved the whole John ball. Yeah, like stuck him, and yeah, him right in the middle of his chest. chest. You know what's really crazy though? Like these other countries, how 
different things offend them, like different like phrasing or terms. We're so used to like shit like if I were to say you son of a bitch, it's like we don't care. Yeah, exactly. It's it's that's not one of those things. That's not like our fuckboy. What? If someone call you a fuckboy, that's the type of shit that generate that reaction. Yeah, that's what that's what started off that whole us just falling off. Then four years after that, we were ass. Four years after that, we was like, ah, okay, but we didn't make it again, and now we finally feel it. So we back at it in the next four years. See y'all again. Brazil, tighten up. <laughs> Let's go, Poland. Come on. Argentina about to drop. Hard. <laughs> What are we moving into? <clears throat> We're moving into the NBA. Nobody cares about Argentina. The N A cry for me, Argentina. A A. The just like that. Did you just try to catch up with Mbus? I did. Because <laughs> so so I, I, I was in the middle of speaking to him, I had to catch up. That's awful. Hey, this makes so much sense. Kawhi to the Raptors? Yes. Kawhi Leonard went of to the course. Raptors, ladies and gentlemen. Let me calm down. Toronto is foolish for doing this trade. <laughs> no, this is not. a Toronto ass. This is this makes sense. No, that's no. why you're saying this. This makes sense. Okay. Toronto Kawhi. Toronto, Kawhi. It's like the same people. So Both lame. <laughs> Ain't not real niggas. Nobody got just You got rid of you got rid of the one real nigga y'all had. Well, here's the thing. DeMar nigga. DeMar DeRozan folded two playoffs in a row. That's fine. Look, I'm I'm folded every single one of them moves. Kyle Lowry's gonna get let go of pretty soon too, but DeMar DeRozan got signed to a long term contract. Good shit. So, if you're looking at it as a team like, all right, bro, like we tried with this team, it just ain't working, let's rebuild. It's a, it's kind of like a win-win because you let go of DeMar DeRozan's contract. That's out the way. So, we don't need to trade. We don't need to worry about trading him because we don't need we don't we don't know how much trade bait he is. We just want to let him go to that team. We're going to get a top 5 player at least for a year. See how that runs. See how that rolls. Get the ticket sales off of that. If he leaves, cool, we rebuild. If we do what we got to do, if we do what OKC did with Paul George, and shoot, we got Kawhi for the long term. What's good? I just don't see the point in trading the someone who is the heart and soul of your team. Like, it's bigger than just, yeah, he folded two playoffs in a row. Like, that man is the heart and soul of your team. Like, I understand as a business, but, like, fans are That's around him. Like, the they had your, on the team. team is around him, and it's one of those things... Where, I mean, I could be wrong, but I had never heard anything about DeMar DeRozan and not they, getting along they, with his teammates or anything like that. They, or, went, to the, they went to him face-to-face and told him he wasn't going to get traded. Yeah, no, but I'm talking about the, the locker room no, around him. I'm not. talking about locker room. No. I've never heard any, like, beats no, with never, teammates. No, never, okay. So, like, so the team loves him. The I mean, word on the street him. was he was beefing with the coach. But, but I, mean, I don't give a, I don't give a damn. Like, that's one of those, that's, that's. For, Get Kyle out of saying, But you're doing that for somebody who is, one, definitely leaving after a year. It's not a maybe. He's not going to fall in love with the city. No. I give up. My, he keeps saying he has no team. interest in playing for the Raptors. 
he wants to play in LA. Well, so actually, there was a war. There was a, a a thing that came out earlier today that said he's warming up to the idea of playing with. the Rangers. I don't buy that at all. I think that is. I, I think that I, is Toronto I, planting a story out I there. If I just made a trade so make to get not you, sound as bad to say. If face. I just made a trade to get you, and you're now a member of my team, and the first thing out your mouth since you're now a member of my team is that you're warming up to it. Yeah. But You're there's not all, and supposed to be on and my, the, and I just gave up the one that guy that was that was my team, so, yeah. that was the heart of my team for a guy that's warming up to it. We're so, about to have a so trash the thing, year. The thing is too, like, there's also reports that so now you have him for a year. He might decide to sit out, and then you get nothing. You gave up the so whole of your team. The only way this down. makes sense to me is you trade, you get Kawhi, and now you're gonna now trade him for some. For something nice. <coughs> Maybe a team in the West who's willing to offer some good shit for it because San Antonio refused to trade to the West. So now maybe you can trade to the West for something nice. But that could happen. I mean you you can still trade them. You can get a sign and trade out of it. There's a lot of pieces that can be played by the Raptors versus holding on to DeMar DeRozan. And you, you we don't know how the team president we don't know how to VP of basketball operations. We don't know how to general manager was thinking. First rounder next year. I forgot about that too. I feel like the Spurs. You see what I'm saying? So there's there's a lot there's a lot of things that come into play. You know what I mean? But it's it's just a matter of we got to let the year play out and see what's gonna happen. We were the same people that was saying, "Oh, Paul George is out of there," and he came back. Now, am I saying that's gonna happen with Kawhi? Absolutely not. However, you got to let the year play out and see what happens. What happens if he goes over there and he spazzes and the Raptors do make it to the finals? Now what? No. You're, you're, you're on a team. You're in the East. You're guaranteed to make it back again. Do you leave and go home when you just went to the finals your first year? You see what I mean? There's, I mean a lot, there's a lot of possibilities. I can, I can to, see that to, more to so if through. he hadn't been there before. But, like, if he hadn't been there. there. The finals. Okay, but just because you've one. been there doesn't mean you don't want to go there again. I get that, but I'm I'm just saying that you wouldn't be like there. that wouldn't be the sole reason for me sticking around on a team. Kawhi you sure? Kawhi can make it to the finals on any team that he's on, depending on who's on there. But he's got to want to be there. But you really do got to want to be. You there. know how many players in the league are balling out on teams they don't want to be on, just because they don't yeah. say anything. Ooh. Who? That's a Who? that's a Kawhi Who, yeah. type of player. Yeah, who's a and super max the player team that he's on. Don't say LeBron James because hey, LeBron James. You know, it's not. Life. It's not about. It's not about. It's not necessarily about playing where or like liking where or liking your teammates or the, or whatever. It's sometimes it is the environment. There are some people who just per, who would prefer not to play where they're playing. They're playing there because they're they're on a good team and they got a chance to win. But if you were to sit there and be like, "What is your ideal location to play winning basketball in?" A lot of them wouldn't say, "Well, shit, right here." Some in of this them city. wouldn't because they not Kawhi Leonard type of players. They not LeBron type of players. They not Steph Curry type of players. They not Kevin Durant. So you type can't of compare. Players. I can LeBron to Kawhi. Why? I can because. The difference being is LeBron has put himself in better positions to be able to go as he pleases. Kawhi messed up. Kawhi shouldn't have opened his mouth at all. Kawhi should have just ran it out and but cleared him it. not opening his mouth is what got him into this problem in the first place. How him so? being so quiet and them not knowing yeah. what was going on is what got him into this in the first place. And then you opened your mouth and it was negative. They were never going to send him to the West. But regardless of that, the fact that... He did. That's what messed him up. The fact that he didn't open. But regardless, like as a type of player he is, when I get when you get Kawhi, a good Kawhi Leonard on a basketball court, 
He is changing oh. the game. And and don't get me wrong, I'm the the Spurs easily finessed Toronto in this whole situation. You got a DeMar DeRozan out of it. Another who's the other player? They didn't get another. They, they didn't get another player. They gave oh. up Danny Green and, and and No, they got another player. They got DeMar DeRozan, another player, and a um a first round pick. The Spurs got three things for him. But the fact that you got DeMar DeRozan, DeMar DeRozan go over there and can go over there and Marcus Aldridge got all of a sudden wake up wake up. Yeah. You have a really good teammate. Like he's a vocal guy. You have guy. a vocal guy, a exactly. Vocal teammate to wake, to wake that old team you up. You need somebody to go over there and hype everybody up. You feel me? He could be that guy, but like, come on, Kawhi. But that's crazy. Kawhi got too much. Kawhi can, can ball anyway. That's why I feel like they Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green to Toronto for Demar Derozan, Jacob Polte, Potal, <laughs> and a projected 2019 first round pick is projected. Or uh, protected 2019, I'm sorry, first-round pick. Trash, Pope, whatever. But, got okay, but you got DeMar DeRozan in a first-rounder next year. He's like, straight. Danny Green ain't too, too bad either. He's a decent little role player that y'all got. Mm-hmm. Decent little role player that y'all got. Huh. Yeah. The Raptors could snap, but you feel me? They, you I don't think know they, what you about to get out guys, of Kawhi. Nobody knows what they about to get out of Do you guys think this changes anything as far as the East goes? Yeah, it, puts them, it definitely puts them in the... Top two to three, but they was already. Plays. I feel like they was already top two to three before they even made this trade. They were gonna be top two or three. They didn't. They didn't go up or down. I think they were top two. I mean, they're definitely. I think that you could top two. Uh, you could before argue before this trade. They were top you could, before this. Okay, yeah, yeah. You could yeah. argue. So they're top could, two now. You could argue two to uh, three. You could argue two to three. You could have made arguments that Philly was better than now. them. But now, you said you think Philly's better than it. them now? I don't think Kawhi's playing. Philly didn't show that they was better than them. Why would Kawhi not Personally, play? Personally, I just... I, he loses value if he doesn't play. No Toronto, team's going to pick him up if he doesn't Toronto play this the, year. The number one seed in the East? No, you mean, no, the Lakers will want him. The Clippers will want him. Uh, if he tells them, listen, I'm not sitting out. Y'all are going to get a fully healthy me next year. Yeah, but there's still... You got it. I understand what you're saying. And on some fantasy terms, that sounds good. But then you got a guy who had a hamstring, a quad injury, followed by a hamstring injury, then some, well, no, it was an ankle injury, then a quad injury, and he's done nothing to, like, really, that's why if he's not, it depends on what he does in the next couple of weeks, because apparently USA Basketball's got a mini camp. Yeah. If he shows up to that mini camp and he balls out, then the reality of him not playing this year might make sense. But even then still, for contractual purposes... To make the most possible money that you can, you're going to play. Because what happens is the Lakers could always sit there and be like, honestly, bro, you didn't play. So we're going to give you a good contract regardless. But it's not not going to be up to what value you wanted because you didn't play. I'm just not ruling out the possibility of him sitting out or potentially even still getting traded. He's not getting traded again. We'll see. I, I don't know. I mean, probably not. But I mean, that's all. That's, that's Raptors, the only way it yeah, makes sense to Raptors me. Raptors would have to trade for a Kawhi level guy and a guy, and no team's gonna let go of a Kawhi Leonard kind of a Kawhi level kind of guy for Kawhi. Kawhi is still. They can give up a couple dudes. Kawhi is in the Demarcus Cousins range right now, in the sense of see, the only thing that's saving Kawhi right now is that he's under contract, mm-hmm. but he's in Demarcus Cousins range where it's like, all right, we know that he was. A top five, arguably top three player. We know what he was capable of back then, but like an ankle injury followed by a quad, that's not, that's not okay. That's that's not, you know what I'm saying? That's like a quarterback hurting their arm. 
Right. Like that's that's not okay. Like yeah, you were nice, but we got to see what new you looks like. Mm-hmm. Did you adapt your game? Did you change? Because we know you ain't gonna be able to do the same thing. I know you're not driving to the basket like you used to. You hurt your whole leg. You went from the most important part on your lower leg to the most important part in your upper leg in the same year. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, if I'm about to invest a super max contract on you, I need to see evidence that you're balling. I think, on the contrary, Kawhi needs to go to Toronto and snap. They need to get, like, the number one seed, get to the Eastern Conference Finals, whatever happens, happens, because then you can sit there and be like, all right, bro, you can lead a team. He already did that. He just needs a spaz. He already did it, but he needs to do it again. You're in a weaker conference now, but all. about them. They was already doing that. They didn't change nothing. Right, but if they don't do it and he's over there, then you can you sit really there and legit. Then that trade really fucked you up. Then you can legit sit there and be like, yo, is DeMar DeRozan better than Kawhi Leonard? <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So discuss. You know what I'm saying? Like you can you can discuss it. If listen, if if the Spurs legit make it to shit, even the Eastern Conference semifinals. And the Raptors make it to the Eastern Conference semifinals again and don't win, you could legit sit there and be like, bro, Spurs won that trade. DeMar DeRozan might could just be a better player than Kawhi Leonard. Popovich just might have the secret system to make everybody spaz. And if Lamarcus Aldridge comes out and starts spazzing with DeMar DeRozan, then you're gonna have to ask yourself, well, shoot, is DeMar DeRozan a better team player than Kawhi? Because Aldridge was a snapper with Kawhi. You see what I'm saying? So now you're opening a whole bunch of stuff. My whole thing is, here's my general big picture. This is why I think they specifically went for DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan, to me, seems like a Popovich type of guy. That's number one. Number two, another thing that I was showing, I was talking to a couple of my um, coworkers about, and I told them to watch the video as proof. Popovich and Kawhi didn't work as well as you think they did. People are saying, oh, Kawhi is comparable to Tim Duncan, but it's not true. Because Popovich used to spaz on Tim Duncan, but Tim Duncan wouldn't just take it on the chin. Tim Duncan would give a response back. He would talk. There is a video package, literally, of Popovich taking off on Kawhi and Kawhi looking stupid. I mean, dumbfounded. Like, and walking away. So, you know, there's got to be something there, bro. And, like, at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to sleep on Pop. He's the he's the Belichick of the NBA. I got to see how you do outside of Pop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's one that's one positive, though, for DeRozan, too, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure yeah, he was pissed because he felt like he got stabbed in the back. But he's like, but he's like I'm, 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 about to, I'm about to be taught by Greg Popovich. Like, I'm about to go to the Spurs. I'm about to go to the greatest, one of the greatest coaches of all time. Jit going to New England. And you're gonna and you're gonna le- you're gonna it's see a lot of greatest. stuff because you gotta look at it like this. Like some of the greats, bro. Like you can you can check them because a lot of the greats were coached by great coaches. So you got to ask yourself, yo, did they ever play without a great coach? Like you could make an argument for Jordan because Jordan, even though his best years was with Phil, he played without Phil and was spazzing. Because he played with Doug Collins, and Doug Collins is a good coach, but he's no Phil Jackson. Then he left Phil, went back to Doug Collins in Washington, and at 39, 40 years old, was leading the Wizards in every statistical category, practically. So now you can sit there and be like, well, shoot, if you're doing it at 39, you got to be good. Right? You got Kobe. That's one of the things that hurts Kobe, because people are like, yo, like, when did Kobe really have a bad coach? When? You know what I mean? And, and, And now, you know... You got the LeBron thing, like, I mean, Spolstra. That's all I'm going to say. I, I think Eric Spolstra's changed his life. 
And they sleep on him as a coach, but he's a great coach. Right. But the thing is, we got to see how Kawhi's going to do outside of San Antonio. Like, is he still going to spaz? Is he, like, he's in the situation now where you're not with the Spurs. You're not going to have the same, like, aura, like, oh, we're about to play the Spurs. Like, man, we're playing the Raptors. You know what I'm saying? Like, Raptors made it as the number one seed, and we still don't have them as the number one team in the East. Because they tried. And then they, quote, unquote, upgraded because they went from... DeRozan to Kawhi, and we still sitting here like they're not Damn the number great. one team. <laughs> you got a vocal leader for a non-vocal. You know what I mean. So now you you got you got yourself in a pretty interesting situation. If Kawhi doesn't play this year, if Kawhi pulls a Le'Veon, bro, Foo. I'm never supporting him like that again. I will never have him in my top five right now, current, ever. Like I just won't, can't do it. Can't do it. This yeah. year, you got you really got to make he it work. He got a ring, Kawhi. Do he? Yeah, he got a ring. Yo, he, got, he, he got he got he got um, Finals MVP because he put the clamps yeah, on LeBron yeah. while LeBron gave him twenty seven eight and eight. But hey, that's neither here nor there. So. Hey, we gay to that. Yeah. So, <laughs> sticking with Kawhi, you, we we already asked does it change anything in the East? No. Um. I don't think it changes much in the East either. I think Boston is still the number one team in the East. And Kyrie, we trust. Um, I think that the, like Boston just has too many weapons. Yeah. Especially if they get a smart back, which they should. Yeah, it looks if, like they're getting close. If, if they get smart back, now you got a team that your bench is going to have either Brown and Tatum, Smart, Morris... And that's on a, on a tra- on not even a trash team, on a decent team, that is your starting lineup. Rozier... Coming off the bench. The starting lineup this year is coming off the bench next year. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. You can do a small lineup. You can do a big lineup. Gordon Hayward is technically your talisman because Gordon Hayward can play the 2, 3, or 4. A small lineup. If you have a small lineup where it's like Kyrie 1. I need Jordan, Gordon Hayward to slide at this two. Year. Hayward at three, or I mean Tatum, Tatum at three, Tatum. Hayward at four, and Horford at five. That's a running gun team. And we didn't even bring up Brown. Because you could put Brown at the two and put yeah. Hayward at the three. But that's more of an athletic long team if you put Brown at the two and Hayward at the three. And then if you got if one of them go down, Rozier good to come in. You're good. And Rozier's like instant offense. Yeah. So now he doesn't have the pressure of being the starting point guard. We're just going to tell you, hey, man, come off the bench and put up buckets. That's all we need from you. Scary Terry time. Damn, Boston? Yeah. Yeah, they're looking good, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's about to slide. Shout out to the Celtics, man. Shout out to the city, man. Hey, y'all making me proud, bro. Red Sox, Patriots, Celtics. Bruins, y'all got to pick up the slack a little bit. Y'all made the playoffs. I ain't gonna lie. Boston is spazzing right now. Yeah. Hey, shout out to the Red city, Sox man. Red Sox with the best record in the MLB right now. Hey, listen. Hey, I'm coming home, man. Hey, November, I'm coming home, bro. We're going to watch y'all tear, that, uh, tear the Dolphins up, man. I'm at the crib, man. Follow me. But um, Summer League, Summer League, I, I got to be real with y'all. That thing's smoking, man. Summer League is nice. I don't know if y'all saw any Summer League games. You ever seen like the highlights? Yeah. The Summer fun. League is good, man. Like It's not, obviously, it's action-packed because you know it's like first-year, second-year, third-year players. But... The action is there. And I mean there's gotta be something that, that gives because, you know, the teams the teams that got the best youth are the teams that's that's winning. I think Portland Trailblazers won it all. They beat the Lakers. 
But Josh Hart, who hurt his hand last year, mm-hmm. he ended up winning the Summer League MVP, which gives the Lakers back-to-back Summer League MVPs because they had Kuzma last year. Kuzma spazzed. Did Kuzma get an all-star bid? He didn't make the all-star team, but he got um, all-rookie, right? Right. So you got Kuzma that, that spazzed last year, and now you got Hart that won the MVP. So my question to y'all is, do you think that, that matters? Do you think that makes a difference, getting Summer League MVP or what the Lakers got going on? Because it's two years in a row, the Lakers' youth is really like... They balling. Well, now with LeBron on that team, it can. Before, no. Because Lazo ain't snap snap. I mean, he did okay. So, mm-hmm. the fact that LeBron is there now, you'd be like, okay, cool. Like, we got LeBron. We got some really good talent around him. Like, we straight. But that's about it. It's only because of LeBron that it actually matters. I, I think... I agree with you to a certain extent. I think in some areas without LeBron, it does matter because I think that you're you're you you got developing players, so you know that you got something that could potentially grow, and you got a young up and coming coach in Luke Walton, and you know like you got pieces, bro. Like they got some they got some ballers on that team. That uh can't say his name. Sfi, uh, Marichukit. The kid is from Kansas. Svi S V I. He's a shooter, bro. They I mean, got him this year? like, yeah, they got him from the draft. Like, full on shooter. Like, limitless range. SVI. Just put SVI, Los mm-hmm. Angeles Lakers. The man was spazzing. I think he put up 36 in a game. Let's see. Can I pronounce this? Svi Mikulukuk. I don't even know how to pronounce that thing, bro. But he did his thing. He did his thing. Um, trying to see if I can get his numbers. The reason I don't think it matters is what was the Lakers' record this year? It's a good question. Wasn't it like ass and ass? Uh, well, it was, but towards the end of the year when they got it all together, they they were actually giving teams. They were giving teams some some issues. Were they over five hundred? No, nah, not even close. Um, I, they were thirty-five and forty-seven, so that is that is pretty close. It's not too nah. bad. Thirty-five and forty-seven would have got you in the playoffs in the East, I think, or no. at least in a playoff picture. No, it wouldn't. You size it. Go look at that. <laughs> Check that again. <laughs> I gotta try the East, man. Bump no. the East, man. They definitely. They hurt my feelings, bro. They was. They got to do better. You can't be letting all these stars go, man. Bump that. Bump all that. I don't care. So outside of LeBron being there, them getting they would have been number they would have been number ten in the East, Lakers. Yes, yeah. three out of being last in the playoffs to get two out, two <laughs> to out. get swept in the first two out. out. Oh yeah, you get eight. Yeah, I mean, but that's Just without that's swept. without that's without a bona fide that's without a bona fide All Star on that. That's team. what I'm saying. That's why outside of LeBron, it wouldn't have mattered. You're in the West. If LeBron was in there, fleece fleece, he would have came in there and got y'all. Whatever, and y'all would have been twelfth in the West. And like, hey, Lakers did better than last year. They got thirty nine wins. I think the summer league matters. You're looking at your draft. You're drafting. The summer league does matter. You're you're drafting homegrown talent, and everybody's trying to follow the Warriors formula, which is where we got homegrown talent, and we're gonna win with our homegrown talent. Some of y'all need to get some five coaches though. Some of y'all coaches trash with these nice ass homegrown talent. Luke Walton's not trash. 
He ain't fine. I think he's okay. What has he done to say he's okay? They have exciting games. Oh. That's the only thing I hear about the Lakers. Exciting games that they lost. They're on a six-game losing streak. But every game is exciting. Luke Walton coaching tree is bananas. His pedigree is bananas. He's won two championships. JaVale McGee won two He won championships as a player and a coach. Because you was on the team with Kobe. I mean, but those things matter. Like people could have make him a great coach. I haven't seen enough to say he's like... People could have been talking trash like that about Steve Kerr, but it's all it all Steve depends Kerr on the situation. Luke Walton was his assistant, and when Steve Kerr was out for like three quarters of the season, Luke Walton was the coach. Steve Kerr wasn't even there. Steve Kerr said in a press conference, "Like, yo, I didn't even have to be there. Luke Walton had it under control." Yeah, the year that they went seventy three and nine, and then and then the minute you left, you went on a team and was ass and ass. So it's not like you really made a difference because. You didn't. It's not. But you didn't bring anything to that team to make them that much better. Like the Lakers was still trash when you was the head coach of that team. The Warriors is gonna be straight if they didn't have a coach at all that year. Because Steve Kerr was a new ass coach. He inherited what Mark Jackson brought to that team. Steve Kerr ain't build the Warriors to where they were. Like that team was been straight since Mark Jackson. I think Luke uh, Walton just sat there and played assist, played substitute teacher until. I think, a nine, I think a nine-game improvement in the Western Conference, which is the harder conference, getting your team to up its pace and up its offensive efficiency while also lowering its defensive efficiency, mm-hmm. I think as a coach, that matters. Especially if you're saying a team that's ass and ass, if you went from winning 26 games to winning 36 games, I think that matters. I mean, I'm still ass. I, I think they're going to. All you do is get LeBron. You still ass. Like, he hasn't shown... I'm not going to say him coming in for Steve Kerr is what, like, if Steve Kerr was there, it would have been probably an even better record. I'm not even going to lie to you. That record was going to happen with or without Luke Walton. And I don't think that right there is enough the for coach, me to say, I think like, the coach Walton matters. Is, I got to see. He got to show me. I haven't seen anything. All I've seen is them make some good draft picks and exciting games that they lose. But now you got LeBron. So now LeBron's greatness right there is about to make Luke Walton look great. But I don't think. I mean, it depends. I, I'm gonna. I want to see exactly how the team's gonna be coached up. Cause there's a difference in how LeBron was with the Heat and how LeBron was with the Cavaliers. That's why I, I've said if time they, and time again, David Blatt and um, Tyron Lue aren't good coaches. If they, Eric Spoelstra was a good coach, cause Eric Spoelstra took the attention of LeBron. He's like, like, look, like this is my team. So like, if if play, if I they, coach. if if the um. If the Lakers start off really bad, like the Heat did, and people were starting to doubt it, and then they come up out of nowhere, that might have something to do with the coach, you know, because that's what got their exposure. People liking their exposure because the, the Heat didn't start off as crisp as everybody thought they was going to start off. They probably, and I told they came up out of nowhere, and their exposure is a lot of reason for that. The Cavs, the reason you could say Kyle was a trash coach is because the Cavs just was like this all year. I told people... Your coaching tree, to a certain extent, matters. Um, Tyron Lue, he got the jobs that he got because of his coaching tree. I mean, he's from the Phil Jackson coaching tree. So you would expect better from him. I don't know what happened with that kid, but it is what it is. He got crossed by a... Uh... Eric, Eric Spolstra. <laughs> Eric, why he fell? He got, shot, he got shot on by AI. The AI stepped over him. But um, Eric Spolstra is from the Pat Riley coaching tree. 
And there's a couple of other coaches before Pat Riley became the coach because Van Gundy was over there. So he's had a couple of good basketball minds there while he was just learning from him. Luke Walton's dad is Bill Walton, who's one of the greatest basketball minds in the history of the game. Um, you got coached up by Phil Jackson, one of the greatest minds in the history of the game. Then you got then your main guy, when you was the assistant coach, the head coach was Steve Kerr, who arguably is one of the greatest minds in the NBA, because not only did he get coached up by Phil Jackson, he also got coached up by Popovich also. So that's a lot of different philosophies. That's a lot of different ways of setting up and getting ready for practice. And even though people are like, oh, anybody could have took that team, you're, we're talking about Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson. I'm sorry, just those three, they don't have egos, but they're huge on, listen, it's only a specific person that can tell me what to do. And I just feel like not just anybody can get up and coach the Warriors. I don't think, like, people be like, oh, you can go coach the Warriors. No, because if I walk through the door right now and said, I'm your coach, I'm like, who's this guy? No, we're good, fam. Like, we, we got this. And it would show. I think, like, the respect that they gave him, the way he used to call timeouts, the way he used to command the game, I think Luke Walton's got some promise. Now, if it doesn't happen to be that way, and if he gets fired next year or two years from now, I'll be the first one to be like, all right, bro. It's not going to happen. LeBron you know James saying? is on your team. Nah, it can't happen. David Blatt was there for a year and cleared it. They went to the finals with him, and it they let him go halfway through the year Fuck and put Tyron Lue on. Fuck is David Blatt. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, but that's the point. He's, he's one of the greatest coaches overseas ever. The man won like six or seven championships in a row. I've never seen this man's face ever in life. The the guy who was coaching the Cleveland Cavaliers when they got killed by the Warriors? I don't the remember. first time around? I don't remember seeing no coach. Who do you think was the coach? I don't, LeBron. Wow. But that's but that's my point though. You see what I'm saying? That's my point. Like that's sad if people don't even remember who you are. And that you're not the first person to say that. But that's the point I'm trying to make. Like good coaching is good coaching. That's why when people were like, I don't know if Eric Spolster and LeBron's gonna work, I was like LeBron gonna work with Eric Spolstra. Period. It's gonna happen. He's gonna he's gonna take that command. I mean, I gotta see. I, I mean, it's hard for me to see it because I'm gonna give LeBron a lot. No, I mean, but but the thing is, is like again, it like I, happen. I can see it. We're discussing it, but I respect your argument. Like your argument is not wrong. We'll see. You see what I'm saying? Your perspective is absolutely right because you know you're coming from it's it's not it's not his fault. He's coming from a good ass team. Like if you think about it. Realistically, like we've seen footage where Draymond Green is coaching the team, so you can literally argue and say, "Yo, this team can self-coach." You see what I'm saying? So it's not it's not a wrong perspective. I haven't yet to sit there and be like, "Nah, Dylan, you wrong as fuck." No, nah, it's valid. It's a valid perspective. It's just with me from from what I like to see when it comes to coaching. I just think Luke Walton has it. Like I was wrong with Tyron Lue. Probably can't. I was really wrong with Tyron Lue because I thought Tyron Lue was gonna spaz. Right. I was like, oh, man. I was like, he from Phil Jackson coaching trail. Like, he played this. He did that. He played with Jordan. Right. I was like, man, Tyron Lue about to snap. And and he no, kind of didn't. Probably, he probably did. There's a lot of winning environment that he came from. I think. I Tyron think, Lue would never succeed. You got stepped over by a grown-ass man. <laughs> That's like a curse in Haiti. You, you should have worn a hat. You can't yeah, somebody in Haiti. You can't yeah, yeah, somebody. Yeah, that's disrespectful. You got to go back over. Yeah, that's disrespectful. So the fact that yeah. Allen Iverson did that, that's bad mojo on your whole life. That's probably why he couldn't get no wins. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so moving forward, we've got um, Isaiah Thomas. That's why he look like. Don't he look like. <laughs> don't he look like the general's assistant on Mulan? Oh. <laughs> wow. Wow. 
Mulan. <laughs> bro, whose friend is this, bro? Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, Dylan. I think I just deserved a moment of silence for a second. That's crazy. Wow. You snap. So All right. We got Isaiah Thomas. He signed a one-year, $2 million contract with the Nuggets. I think that's crazy. Crazy in what in what essence? But that's all he got. I mean, granted, I mean, I saw the statement that he said that he didn't really care about the money. He just wanted to be wanted, which I'm sure is, you know, it's huge. But, like, the fact that that's the dollar amount that was agreed upon for someone who, I mean, if you look at what I Two years done, ago, he was a fr- he was an NBA yeah. all-team guy, yeah. All-NBA team guy, I'm sorry. I don't That's know if it was first team or second team, but I know it was all-NBA for sure. It was just kind of shocking to me, to be honest. Well, so, so here's what I'm going to say. I think Isaiah Thomas is a victim of the circumstances. Um, what I mean by victim of the circumstances, um, first off, Danny Ainge did him dirty. I mean, I'm a Celtic fan, and, and I thought business-wise that was a great decision to let him go and, and let Kyrie get on because Kyrie's a better player. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, from the other perspective, from Isaiah Thomas's perspective, Danny Ainge was far for that. Right. He let him go after he hurt his hip. He hurt his hip because he was giving the most to the organization and didn't want to like do the organization dirty. He should have sat out. The first minute he hurt that hip, he should have been like, okay, I'm done for the season. But, I mean, Kyrie did that. Right. Like, you know what I mean? So... Now, you leave, and you go to the Cleveland Cavaliers, who was a I-want-to-win-now team, and he probably should have sat out longer. He didn't sit out longer. Him and LeBron didn't really learn how to play together, and it didn't work out to the best, so they let him go. Mm -hmm. They let him go. He goes to the Lakers. He's not spazzing as much as he needs to. He becomes dispensable. So you're in a place where you're a year removed from a really bad hip injury. You, the team that you were the franchise player for let you go. The next team you went to let you go. And, you know, you're you're in a place where you're damaged goods at this point. I don't, I don't want to call him that, but, I mean, yeah, he's, he's damaged goods. And, and, you know, I wish him well, and I hope he spazzes this year, and I hope the Nuggets make it to the playoffs just off him alone. I think, um, they, will. I think they will also. Yeah. I, I think that team is great, actually. Yeah. I feel like for him, especially with the whole – being that like this is like a players' league, a lot of players have a lot of say in there. Like this is like he's a similar situation to Demarcus Cousins, but he's just not a Demarcus Cousins. He's not to big. Where you've had issues with these last couple teams. You've been traded a lot. This is your chance to show what you can do. To where you could spaz this year with this team, which is an easy team to spaz with because being a Nuggets fan, this team plays team basketball. They play fast. This is if I did the starting lineup. Well, this is the averages for the team for their points per per game for mm-hmm. the players on the team: 18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 10. Yeah, that's that's pretty evened out between <coughs> Jokic, Harris, Jamal Murray, Will Barton, Paul Millsap, and Wilson Chandler. Every game you watch a Nuggets game, whatever they win, didn't or they lose, trade? They traded Chandler, didn't they? I think so, yeah. Yeah, Chandler got So now you, you, you feel me? Like, you're all you need is to say give the names fit. again. 
Nick, uh, Joe Kidge, Gary Joe Harris. Joe Kidge is nice. Gary Harris is dumb nice. He can shoot the three. Mm-hmm. Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray's the guy. He's from, he's from Kentucky. That's their, start, their Bar- starting lineup. Everybody on their starting lineup Bar- averages is, 14 and up. Will Barton's an athletic uh, swingman. They got, I mean, they definitely got the team. Everyone. You know what I mean? So I think if IT can go over there and prove his worth, that could be Easy. what leads to his big contract. I think he will, personally, because he's nasty. I watched him play when he was with the Celtics, and I was just like, man, if he could play defense, it'd be a wrap. So, yeah, man. And you're a point guard going on a team where everyone can score the ball. This is true. Just give them the ball. They're going to score. This is They're true. They're proving it. They are proving it. They are proving it. So, hopefully, you know, he can earn that contract. And, you know, speaking of contracts, we're going to move on to the N. F. F. L. The N-A-F-A-L-A. The Niffle. 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 I mean the NFL. My fault. Now, in the NFL, Brandon Cooks just earned an $80 million extension. For what? Wow. I'm going to tell you. What team is he on? He's on the Rams. How much is that guaranteed? Do we know? I have no idea. Look that up while we talk about it. Here's 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 my theory as to why he got that extension. You ready for me? So they gave him a one year, what was it, one year eight million dollars? Because right now it's like what is it, like a five year, six year, eighty eight million dollar deal now? So he was getting one year eight million dollars, right? Here's what I think happened. The person who really pushed for him to get picked up by the Rams was um Jerry Goff. Because Jerry Goff and Brandon Cook were um, Brandon Cooks, they were working out together the year prior to when Cooks got traded to the New England Patriots. Now, I think during the mini camps and the OTAs and all that other stuff, I think he was just snapping. I think he was just flat out just snapping. And and they're just like, yeah, we're not letting him go. Like we're we're gonna keep him because if you think about it, if he does they what he that. if he does what he's supposed to do, you got to look at it like this: you got Brandon Cooks. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Todd Gurley. As your weapons in a modified West Coast offense. Where everybody can catch, everybody can run. And potentially the best defense in the league. On paper right now. I, I think I think they are. I think they are. Yeah, I can't say there's any guarantee what the guaranteed money is, but So like he probably did start Oh yeah. Twenty point five. That's no, not guaranteed. That's not bad at all. That's real safe. The too. rest incentives. Yeah. I mean, it's probably like a thousand yards. You get this. Fifty yeah. catches. You do that. He's going to get that regardless. Mm-hmm. And That's and true. you know, there's something that can't necessarily be ignored. Um, as far as when it comes to Brandon Cooks, and this is this is kind of pretty shocking. Um, when I came across this stat, but he's second in the league. As of right now, mm-hmm. with 750 plus yard touchdowns, he's had 750 plus yard touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for the kicker? You know who's first? Take a guess. Martavius Bryant. Wrong. Oh, Tyreek Hill. Wrong. I thought it was Tyreek Hill too. We're talking about this year? In general. No, no, no. In general. For I think it's been since he's been in the league. Odell? Odell. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even play last year like that. He has eight 50-plus yard touchdowns. 
Brandon Cooks low key is a dangerous weapon. Yeah, and, and, and let me say this. Let me say. Let me say this. And I, I haven't said this until today. And I'm only saying it because it's topical. And I didn't want to sound like that fan. But if Brandon Cooks doesn't get hurt in the Super Bowl, Patriots win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say that. I don't. I don't want to be. I don't. And that's why I that's think. Fair. That's why I think Jenkins really celebrated the hit because he knows, like, okay, yeah, oh, yeah we good. We good. I really think if Brandon Cooks plays that game, because in the beginning he was scatting. The play that he made when he got hit, that was a great play. I'll say it's possible. You got. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of things. There was a lot of ifs, ands, or buts that happened in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not that fan. I'm not going to sit there at the end of the game, right after the game, be like, well, you know, if we had this and this, we would have won that game, but it is what it is. No, I, I, I'm going to give y'all y'all time, but just understand it goes on both sides, right? Yeah. It goes on both sides. So, um, speaking, yeah. of, speaking, speaking of sides, <laughs> Michael, Michael Irvin, <laughs> he wow. sided yeah. with the Hall of Fame not recognizing Terrell Owens. Yeah. Oh, because he didn't show up? He's not gonna show up. Correct. So I think not it's, gonna recognize him because he's not gonna show up. Yeah, and here and I don't like Michael Irvin's statement because he basically said you're stealing time away from one of the other guys. It's like they're just making the announcement. You could yeah, just say Terrell Owens, hold for applause. Next person, yeah, yeah. like what, what, is, what, what time, time do you need? What is you about to go out there and do? Perform? It's like they're gonna have like this long period of time where. Nothing's gonna happen for where his, in, his induction speech well, is supposed to be. Performance, you got each guy. Yeah. Y'all gotta do. When you're unveiling so, the, you know the. Most it's cares. not just him. It's Lawrence Taylor also. But let me tell you what they said. Quote for word for word. Michael Irving says, and I quote: "Beyond niggas, we can't spend this moment for all these other guys talking about the guy that is not here. You cannot do that and take that away. He's doing his own thing wherever he's doing his own thing, and God bless him." And when they mention the class, they'll mention him. But why should you steal those other guys' moment because of the decision of this one? I think it's the right move. They're not saying he's not going to have a bus in the room. They're not saying he's not getting his jacket. They're saying we're not honoring his, we're honoring his wish. He does not want to be here with us. We're going to mention him as little as possible. I think it's the right move. They're going to mention him. So they are going to mention him. This sounds petty to me. No, they're not going to give him like central time. They might do it towards the end. Like, now giving you the 2018 class instead of giving him, like, his actual time. Oh, yeah, man. Why would we give you your own little shit? You're not there to reciprocate it. I'm thinking they're not going to mention him at all. That's what I was thinking, too. So, yeah, they don't got to have a whole special on his ass, like, while y'all sit there and watch. But There's a lot of Hall of Famers that feel like he should show up. However, LT said, like, thug. He's like, I don't feel disrespected by any means. He can do what he wants. I really think he's making the wrong move by not going to the Hall of Fame ceremony just because he's giving the doubters too much room to make a judgment on him. So here's y'all been judging me. Here's what I'm gonna say. That's not gonna change. This is this is this is my feelings and my views on it all. Um, I see both sides. I respect Terrell Owens' decision to go back to his home school and do his own little thing and and whatever, and that's cool. However, if I was a friend of his. I would have advised for him to go to the Hall of Fame ceremony as well. Here's the reason why. Terrell Owens hasn't done anything nearly as close to bad as far as what Michael Irving or Lawrence Taylor has done. If I'm not mistaken, Lawrence Taylor has got hemmed up on a drug charge. He might have got hemmed up on like a charge involving a woman. I don't want to say what I was going to say. I, I don't have the full details. I, I need to look that up. We know what Michael Irving's done. 
Oh shit! And let's look at who else is going in this year. Ray Lewis. Yeah, like there's a bunch of people. There's a bunch of people in yeah, there. Bodies, right? Moss. There's there's a lot of people who Ray have Lee. who have people who's on who's on there that hasn't done anything nearly as bad as To. Right. However, my whole thing is as a friend, I'd be like, yo, these guys don't have the right to even speak negativity upon your name like that. So just go, bro. Enjoy your time and do the stuff you was gonna do at the crib the next day. Like, just go, because now you're giving these guys the platform to talk about you, and the words is going to stick because you're already a controversial figure, because you did stuff in front of the camera. So, you know, I feel like he should have he should have just went for the sake of going, just to kind of, you know, get that out the way. Just get just get it out the way. Don't give these people, like, the, the reason to, to talk trash upon your name when they haven't given you, when they haven't done nearly as much good as you've done. You know what I mean? So that's that. And then also an interesting quote from Terrell Owens also that I wanted to bring up because it hits close to home. And it's not the first time I heard it. I don't care about none of these niggas. None of these niggas. At all. At all. That was Dylan and Nels. Just want to emphasize that I wasn't the one saying that. (laughs) Okay. So, he says, well, Sam Cassell was talking trash about him. And he said, I beat you, Sam. I beat you. I beat you. I ain't cheat you. You sound like the Patriots. I don't care about the Patriots. Belichick, Brady, they're cheaters. They cheated. They cheated. (laughs) So. That was on cue. (laughs) Mute, young man. That's terrible. So, he said that. He brought in the next video. He said that he would be a Pro Bowler right now if the page, if uh, Brady was throwing him the ball at forty four. So, I mean, that's not the first time that I heard that. But then a couple hours back, he said that he was joking. <laughs> that's one of those. But your publicist comes in like, hey, you know what? Probably wasn't the best thing for you to say. J.K. Guys, I was joking. <laughs> I mean, I said it in tongue-in-cheek that they were cheaters. It's not anything that hasn't been discussed, but it was just a friendly conversation, and I was joking. You can't take anything away from what they've done. We lost to them in the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm just going to give you guys some insider information. So so there was a time when I was working at the Boys and Girls Club um, in Deerfield. Shout out to the Moran unit one time. And uh, Javon Curse was there. The freak. The freak um, from the University of Florida by way of uh, North Fort Myers, I believe. And um, He was my favorite player for a while. You know, I, I had to ask him. I had to. I was like, I'm a Patriots fan. And he was like, oh. Rolled his eyes a little bit and gave a little chuckle. And I was like, yo, like, you know, let me know, like, are they cheaters, bro? I was like, are, are we cheaters? And then he, he laughed a little bit and he's like, all right. He said, I'm be real with you. He's like, you want to be real with you? I said, be real with me. He said, I'm be real with you. Honestly, he's like, I can't say they are cheaters. I can't say they're not cheaters. He said, but the one thing I will say, he said, I've never played a team where they knew exactly what we were doing on the defensive side of the ball that year. And he said, and we've seen some pretty good quarterbacks. And he even included Peyton Manning in there. Yeah. He said, Peyton Manning calls plays. 
Like, that's what he does. He calls a lot of dummy plays. He makes a lot of dummy calls. And he, in, in those dummy calls, if you know what he's saying, you can kind of pinpoint what audibles he's making. But he doesn't necessarily call out the defense. He said in the middle of the Super Bowl, Tom Brady walks up to the line, looks at the defense, kind of waits for somebody to make a movement, like a safety or a corner made a move, and he called out the defense that they were about to do for a first down play. Now, what he says at the end of that is that could be just crazy preparation too. But of course, you know, the first thing that you're going to think is they're cheating. So, you know, I, I think me personally, especially after watching the, uh, well, after so watching. somebody moved and not call something, I mean. Because like. Is that what most quarterbacks do? Not the exact defense. They'll call like, oh, this is the mic because sometimes they'll change the mic. The and and that way it kind of changes the whole like uh, look of the defense. So what Whereas, did he say? He said, "Oh, they're about to do this." Yeah, like this is the play that they're doing. Like this is the play right here. Bliss is gonna come from this side. He said they, that while he was at the line. Like he's calling out the play, like what the play is called, and then change the slide protection, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, that could easily just be good film study. Right. Absolutely. I see Peyton Manning make that same call all the time and. Gets a crazy good play afterwards. Right, but he's but like but but he never said that they were cheating. He said, I'm not gonna say they are, I'm not gonna say they're not. He said, however, I've never seen a quarterback literally call out exactly what we're doing on the field the way Tom Brady did. That's exactly what he said. So and and I'm not gonna lie, after watching the documentary that was on uh, NFL network, it's called Do Your Job. I do believe it's 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 ridiculous. Ridiculous film study. Oh, yeah. Like these guys I, live in those facilities. I do just gotta say though, uh, the Madden after that year's Super Bowl was the realest because their roster to play um, for the Eagles. That was the that was the livest roster they had at the time. Mm-hmm. You had McNabb, Westbrook, you had T.O. On defense, you had Brian Dawkins. Yeah, Brent you Selleck had, at tight end. Yeah, you had Javon Curse. You had Lito Shepard. Yeah. Oh, that Todd Pinks. And yeah, that, that squad was just... Ridiculous. Freddie Mitchell. Jake, yes, bro. Yeah, that team was nasty. Mm-hmm. That team was... That was a great Super Bowl. I, I think yeah. we was going to win that one. Me personally. Yeah. I think we was going to win that one. T.O. was spazzing. T.O. was spazzing. Yeah, sorry. No, you good, man. I appreciate that. So, Darrell Revis finally retires out of the league. The island is gone. Any last thoughts? Hell of a career. Yeah. I mean, I think he's... I feel like most people would consider him, you know, top five all time. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... As far as the modern day goes, I feel like it's him and Ed Reed that are like right there as far as, you know, secondary is concerned. I think autumn years, this is this is the thing. I'm, I'm big on stat lines and I feel like corners, you're either going to have crazy stats or you're going to have no stats mm-hmm. because they're not throwing your way. Um, he played 10 years. He has 29 picks, six forced fumbles, two quarterback sacks. But he defended 140 passes. Mm-hmm. I think his numbers are solo because they didn't throw his way. Yeah. You played 10 years in the league and you got 29 total picks. 
Come on, man. People don't throw in your direction. You're not throwing your way, man. Yeah. 29 picks in 10 years. That's crazy. Did he get a ring? He won a ring, didn't he? Um, ooh, draw Reeves. Yeah, he won a ring. He won a ring with the Pats. Yeah. Against the Seahawks. Yep, you're welcome, Darrell. <laughs> you had to lead. You had to lead the. Had to lead the the lames. You're very to win a couple of games. Yeah, you was with some lanes, bro. I'm sorry, the Jets yikes, got yeah. You're J E T S S S S. J E T S sucks, sucks, sucks. Well, speaking of ass and sucks, not those two words together. Um. What is ass and what does suck? Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> oh, what should you say there? Did God. not get a contract. Great catch, bro. That's what I'm here for. So, um, yeah, no contract for Le'Veon. No contract. The, the deadline was on the 16th, and they didn't come to an agreement. So, what that means is now Le'Veon has to make the decision um, as to whether or not he's going to sit out. Um... It's looking like he's going to, but obviously he has t- time to weigh his options. He's for sure at least going to miss all of training camp. He did say that for sure. Um, he hasn't decided on the season, though. But he can sit out up until about halfway through the year. He'd have to sign by uh, the end of November, I believe. Le'Veon Bell is changing the game as we know it. As he should. Um, because now he's catching the attention of a lot of other running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, Todd Gurley said, and I quote, as a player, I definitely feel where he's coming from. I don't know exactly what he wants, but if he did what he did, I'm pretty sure in his mind he did the right thing. I definitely stand behind him and definitely support him. I wanted him to get that long-term deal, but unfortunately it didn't work out. He's playing on the tag for a second time, which is not bad at all, but you know you just want that security. It's definitely a sad situation for a guy to be a top three back since he's came to the league and put in the work and can't even get the money that he deserves. Definitely a sad situation. I agree with that. Now, Brandon Cooks just signed a new contract that's getting him 16.2 mil annually. While the Rams is still holding money back for the Aaron Donald deal. Mm-hmm. Which is going to get him even more. The highest paid running back right now is Bell with 14.5 million. But it's just for that year. Next behind him... Devontae Freeman, and he's getting $8.25 million a year. Yeah. They pay running backs trash, which is why which is why Le'Veon wants to set this standard. Guess who's getting paid $7 million this season? Saquon Barkley, who hasn't even seen the field. He's, he's basically a top five paid running back, and he's a rookie. That's insane. That's insane, especially, nah, he's, especially. He's Saquon Barkley. No, it's, but that's the thing. The rookie contracts are already set and established. It doesn't matter how good you are. Like it's set in stone. So, any first round, you know, like top whatever picks, running back is going to be in the top five paid running backs in the league. That that makes zero sense to me, and that's why I agree with Le'Veon holding out. You gotta set that new standard. They need to pay out. Y'all are one of the most punishing positions in the NFL. One of the exactly shortest why. lifespans. That you need to be able to get your money while you're here. That's exactly why they pay the rookie so much. I think they don't expect you to be on that team that long. I think that the somewhere along the line. 
the NFL seen running backs as a commodity that they don't need to hold on to. We can get a running back whenever we feel like it. So you get paid what you get paid. Mitch. And and we're in a pass-happy league regardless. Mitch. Like, you might get 200, 300 carries, but, I mean, you got quarterbacks passing the ball five, six, seven hundred times. Mitch. And we worried about you. Mitch. <laughs> like, the most yards you can get us in the season is 2,000 from scrimmage. Quarterbacks out here passing for 5,000. Yeah, receivers but, out here getting 15, 16, 17, that rushing, 18 that's yards. That tough, that's that tough yardage that you just couldn't get through the past. Game. I don't disagree with you, but I'm yeah. I'm telling you what I think happened with the league. Like it's just it's crazy you. how much they don't value the running back, and it, and, and the fact that they're saying Devontae Freeman's getting eight mil. This is all I'm gonna say, and I'm not trying him at all. There are other running backs, in my opinion, who are better than Devontae Freeman. Yeah, for sure. That are getting paid less than $8.2 million a year. Well, you notice none of us put him in our top five last week. $8.2 million a year? I think we should look at contracts eventually. I think we should look at the top five yeah. that we have and just see how much they're getting paid. That could be next week's top yeah, five. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> ridiculous. But that's all based on teams. You know every team different. Every team values their players differently. What are you going to do? Don't play Le'Veon. But, but I mean, regardless, it's looking like this is Le'Veon's last year. Oh, it's easily got to be his Pittsburgh. last year. They don't value you. Oh, he's going to the Patriots. I think he's going to the Patriots. I don't think he's going to the Patriots. I, I just don't. To spite the Steelers. Yeah. And get a payday. Patriots got the money. We'll give him a payday. Or he can go to another rival. Who's going to need a running back next year. The Raiders? No. We need him. I can see him going to the he Raiders can, too. Though, but nah. Yeah. We need we Y'all need great. Mm. No, we're not. We about to next year we're gonna lose Marshawn and we're gonna lose Marshawn ain't about to do me. Damn this year. I was about to say you already lost Marshawn, but <laughs> <laughs> Marshawn been gone. He had a decent year last year. For his first year back. That shit. How many yards? Like eight hundred. On a piss poor offense. He had eight hundred yard dressing last year? Close to, yeah. Really? That's crazy. I know it's I know it's at least in the sevens. <laughs> Bitch. With a with a drawback. <laughs> <laughs> I said damn near. <laughs> See, I wasn't gonna say nothing. I was about to be your brother. Um, so don't don't come for me. Yeah, wow, he had eight hundred and ninety one yards and seven oh, touchdowns. Damn. Average four carries four yards a carry, nigga. Yeah. Hey bro. Yeah, job, he didn't bro. get into the thousands, but shit, that's a, that's that's a, a great good year. year, bro. Yeah. Good shit, Marshawn. Hey man, you didn't lose Marshawn at all. He's that's been there the whole time. Not, he gonna get him by it's six just six it's just the best thing. That, Watch him go back to beast mode on y'all eyes. Oh, cool. and he was suspended a game, so he could have had a thousand yard. He would have been closer. He would have got close. I mean, he, he, only need, 60. he only needed 109 yards. It could have been a potentiality. Yeah. I like I it. I think we played a full-ass game the game he was suspended, too. Oh, full-ass. Nah, hey, if it's a full-ass game, he would have got, like, got it. He would have got him. If it's a full-ass team, he would have got it. He would have got him, like, 86. Bruh. Okay, we get, now we got to <laughs> look at the team. We got to find out. We got to look at the All team. Right. We got to look at the team. It was after our Thursday night football game with the Chiefs. That's when he got suspended was during that game. Hold on, broski. You got a vibe with me right now, bit dog. You would have got y'all like. So I think it's the first one of the season. Seventy-seven the first game yards, against them. two season. touchdowns. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Twenty-two games. Poor schedule, twenty seventeen. I don't know why they're doing this for Marshawn Lynch, y'all. Bro, stop. It's not for Marshawn Lynch. It's for you. Oh. He the man wouldn't have got the thousand back. 
Uh, yeah, he's so ready. Doesn't look like he was suspended any games. Yes, he right? was. We know he was suspended. Remember, he shoved the ref when he was separating uh, his lineman from going after uh, Marcus Peters. He says he played every game. He didn't play. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> He says he played. I'm just, yeah, wait, no. He no, says he not. played 15 games. So, yeah. what's the one game that he didn't play? The game after the Kansas City. No, you're taking way too long to do No, I'm not. Because you're saying after Kansas City, but the next week after that, he played against Dallas. But it definitely says that he played 15 games, but it's not showing what game No, he didn't. Was. It was week eight. Yeah, we played the Bills. It was, chart. It was the Bills? Oh, yeah. no, y'all ain't getting no 100 yards on the Bills. That defense was pretty good. Yeah, I would have got He was not about to get 100 yards. <laughs> he was going to get like 80. Not on that front seven. He, he was going to get like 70 to 80. I'm telling you, he would have got you like 83 yards. He would have had like 970 <laughs> yards rushing for 970 yards. No, buddy. You know, seven touchdowns because he wasn't going to score. Good. That's pretty solid. It's it not good. beast mode numbers, but I mean, it's good Marshawn it Lynch good. numbers. It's good Marshawn Lynch for now numbers, you and good Raider running back numbers. Okay, so at the end of the day, Not we didn't lose Marshawn. So, so at the end of the day, we didn't lose Marshawn. So <laughs> if he does this for y'all this year with this offense, if Derek Carr tightens up and Martavius decides to shut everybody the fuck up, then y'all gonna be straight with 891 yards out of Marshawn. What's gonna be like 725 this year? I think he's gonna get a thousand. Nah. Um, I think I, don't know, I think they're gonna try to do more committee type shit because we got Doug Martin as our backup. Mm-hmm. And we still got uh, Jalen Rashard. Because watching yeah. Marshawn trying to be a receiving back is putrid. That shit sucks. What sucks? Watching Marshawn trying to be a receiving back. No, it's just not. It's not. It's not, <laughs> it's not attractive by any mean. That shit ugly. By any mean. So, so anyway, that was a long tangent away from uh, Le'Veon. But, um. Because we were talking about real niggas. Yeah. In other news regarding contracts, Earl Thomas Whoa. basically told the Seahawks, "Give me a new contract or trade me." Um, in an Instagram post, he said to trade. He said or trade me to Dallas. You know what? You know he probably put that in there somewhere. Yeah, but he probably what... said like he probably said sincerely, "Go Cowboys." Mm-hmm. Oh, so what do y'all think? The, <laughs> what, what do y'all think the cat the uh, Seahawks should do in this? Rebuild. Situation? He said, <laughs> "Always been the underdog. Ain't nothing new. Extend." If you want, if you don't want me, let's make a trade happen. I understand it's a biz. You always been the underdog. I'll smack the shit out you, Earl. You always been short. <laughs> you ain't always been the underdog, nigga. You've been the best. He just want to. He just want to leave because lob gone. Yes, you heard. Because there's you have man back you, you by yourself. Because yeah. Cam Chancellor heard and Richard Sherman cleared it and Browner, and, and Browner is now getting hemmed up in the jail cell. Sounds like we all agree. Uh, so trade him. Right? Yeah, to trade. the Raiders? Rebuild! Oh, shit. Raiders need him, too. He's Fuck going it. to the Patriots. Rebuild. <laughs> him and Devin McCourty would be a problem. But they're two free safeties. That's fine. Devin McCourty went from corner to free. He'll go from free to strong. Let's go. Nah, Earl could be strong. Earl got a smack. Schmack. Bro, everybody goes to the Patriots. <laughs> it's, it's Madden all over again. No cap. Blame the Warriors, Bill. All right, so. Everybody just going to slide. Yeah, so moving on. Um, you know there's still currently that national anthem protest. They haven't re- reversed that yet, uh, in, even though the NFLPA is trying to get them to. 
Um, but the Titans defensive tackle, Jarrell Casey, he said he's going to continue Yo. to protest during the anthem. That sounds, said, like my, that sounds like one of my dogs. He said whatever finds... He almost made my top ten. Yeah, he said whatever finds hard. whatever finds the league levies on the team, he's he's going to pay them. But he says I'm not going to stop protesting. Yeah, agree. Like, I agree. I don't care what um, The players got to start doing that. And I think, I think that there's more than just racial terms behind it. I think there's financial terms behind it also. Like, you're not in a player league. You're not. You're not. There's no reason why you're one of the top players in the league and you're getting paid $7, 8000000 million. Yeah. I'm sorry, bro. When you look at other leagues, look at the NBA and it's Major League Baseball. Nigga. These boys is out here getting paid. You hear me? Paid. P-A-I motherfucking D. Paid. These nuts. And you are not doing anything in the NFL. It's about time these players start standing up For and doing something. what they got to do. Y'all ain't been standing up about how y'all pay. Y'all ain't standing up Y'all just been nothing. chilling. And y'all, you're, getting whooped, you're getting whooped the most of any sport in the world. And you're getting paid the le- least. I said almost said the less. <laughs> you got soccer players out here getting $100 million contracts. To flop. Tough. And run. That's true. Some of them niggas don't touch the ball all game. You got NBA players getting five-year, $220 million contract. And they trash. Some of them niggas be trash. <laughs> you got baseball players signing four-year, $120 million contract. I think we get... I think y'all we let Timothy Mosgall cash out on y'all ass. And, y'all like- and you a top-paid <laughs> running back. And you got four years, $32 million. <laughs> Timothy Mosgall, richer than you. You making more money than me, but you struggling with these rich boys. Oh, I can't be, you feel me? I can't be Devontae Freeman getting paid less than Timothy Mosgall. Like, you out here see me? You out here getting you out here getting CTE for less pay, and I ain't talking about corporate thugging. Okay, all right, that's enough. So, <laughs> training camps uh, are starting this week and next week. A lot of uh, they're not getting paid a lot though. A lot of teams have also had <laughs> have also have already started their rookie uh, training gotta, camp. Players got to pay a fee to go to training camp. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like a subscription. You want to get your skills up before the season starts? It's like a <laughs> It's like when you pay. It's like when you pay to get your player better on two K. <laughs> they gotta pay for their VCs, nigga. So what y'all need? So you can improve yourself. Yeah, or you just want to show up to camp. You need to use you the weight. To show up first game. You bro. need to use the weight room. Swipe your card. You don't know what's crazy. I remember there was sort of a commercial with Julio Jones, and he finished the game, and he had to use his card to buy a drink. I'm mm-hmm. like, hell no. Nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly how it is in there. Exactly how the NFL is, man. You bro. You what? This Gatorade, bro? Did you pay your? Did you pay your dues? Did you pay your dues at the beginning of the year? <laughs> Don't worry about Tom's dues. Did you pay your dues? NFL players got dues. The pro fights ain't gotta pay. <laughs> Guys, return your equipment if you did not make your payment this month. <laughs> Y'all ain't got no control. That's a shame. Oh. Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. Oh my gosh. Y'all gotta rent the helmet before the game start. Oh my goodness. Basketball players out here getting mouth guards freaking free. Getting mouth guards paid for in this thing. They getting mouth guards sponsored. Y'all gotta buy your own mouth guard. Oh my gosh. Y'all gotta pay for them shoes they don't allow y'all to customize. <laughs> 
Wear so, this shoe. So as I was saying, <laughs> no, you can't wear your own shoe. Wear this shoe, and I pay me. All right. So the so the training camps uh, are getting underway. I got a question. You guys have any bold predictions before everything gets going? Three ACL tears. Oh my That's God. it. <laughs> or or for major players. Oh, little Brian. See, I didn't wish that upon nobody. All right. Mine, mine is... What? <laughs> Yo. You don't Y'all been cracking jokes. I don't know if, <laughs> I didn't know if y'all were I was. It. I actually had some pretty serious ones. All right, go. No, you got it. No. I'll no. wait till you're done, broski. Oh. Go I didn't know you were going. I wasn't going to It'll laugh so hard to back your head. Like <laughs> not in it. All right. Here we go. Tyreek Hill... Is gonna have a spastastic season, at least fifteen hundred yards. We're not season. talking about the season. We're talking about before the season starts, like something that's gonna happen in training camp. In training camp, a trade, a crazy trade gonna happen during training camp. I just don't know what team and who, mm-hmm. but a crazy trade is gonna happen. I can feel it. The NFL is too quiet right now. Somebody gonna get arrested. Well, that happens every training camp. Yep. <laughs> For what? Let's place the wagers. Murder. Oh my god. <laughs> I almost say nay. Janoris? <laughs> hey, Titan, Titan, what size are you? Even for the Chris, you wanted to be quiet. <laughs> I was say, he's the only one who's had a dead body in his. Uh, There's gonna be area. somebody from Florida because Florida been bugging as of late. Yeah, Florida man. Florida man, Florida woman, Florida. That's all I've been seeing all all mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. It's true as the summer okay, man. Okay, so someone's gonna get arrested. Someone's bet. Gonna get arrested. Um, I think Lamar Jackson's gonna win the starting job. Before man. before season even starts, Teddy Bridgewater is going to win the starting job in New York. Josh Rosen is going to win the starting job mm. over Sam Bradford that just got paid easily. Yikes! Josh Rosen going to get that starting. Sam Bradford going to be standing with a clipboard like I just here for the chat. Yes, him. Work that earpiece, Sam. If only we had a camera. Right, you didn't <laughs> see what Dylan was doing, but let's let's. Uh, Tell you exactly what he was doing. He was pretending to be the backup quarterback. That's exactly what you're about to be doing, Sam. You're used to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Odell Beckham's going to pull some shenanigans somewhere. So, lastly for the NFL, um, last week we discussed our top five current uh, NFL players for certain positions on offense. This week we're going to go to the defensive side of the ball. Um so what we did, we did, we were kind of torn with the defensive ends and the defensive tackles because a lot of players switch back and forth between the two. So we decided to do top 10 D linemen, top five linebackers, top five corners, and top five safeties. So we're going to do it just like we did it last week? Um, I guess. Okay. Um, what position what do we want? Go, just go down the line. Like 10, oh, go down the line on each one. So that we can actually... Yeah, that's what we did last time. 10 to 1, right? So you no, read all yours? You say, like, that's why like, with 10, it's a lot. So we should do like 10, 10, 10. Oh, we just discuss who our 10 is. Yeah, okay. All right, I'm cool with that. I want to be able to get a good grasp on them. All right, so for you guys, number grasp. 10. Grasp. grasp. <laughs> so grasp. For, I was so, like, you grasp? <laughs> I was like, is that new food? For your guys, number 10, who do you have for defensive linemen? Number 10. I have Ezekiel Lanza, DN for the Detroit Lions. I have Everson Griffin, DN, Minnesota Vikings. I have Everson Griffin, 31 solo tackles, 13 sacks, and three forced fumbles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Number nine, 
I have Jadavian Clowney. Joey I have, I have Cameron Hayward, 30 solo tackles, 12 sacks, two forced fumbles. I feel you on Cameron Hayward. I was trying to get him in there. Yeah. I, I, I just like the way he played, bro. He got a motor. Number eight, I have Chandler Jones, Arizona. Demarcus Lawrence. I have Demarcus Lawrence, 34 <laughs> solo tackles, 14 and a half sacks, four forced fumbles. That guy Y'all cheated. Beast. No, I promise you did. <laughs> that guy's a beast. We just uh, are, we're on the same page today, man. Like number, We haven't even argued today yet. Number seven, I have Cameron Jordan. Fletcher Cox. Mm, I almost put him at my number seven, but I took him off my list completely. I, I had the fact that we mixed the D tackles of the DS. I'm like, yeah, I can't let yeah. Fletcher Cox is easily my that's, favorite D tackle in the league. That's why. That's why I was like, uh, I had to take him out just off. Who's your Who's your seven? I'm about to say it. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stop snapping at me. Um, actually, we aren't snapping. I am snapping at you. Um, number seven, Chandler Jones, 51 solo tackles, 17 sacks, led the leagues, two forced fumbles. Number six. I have Joey Bosa. Cameron Jordan, 13 sacks, 11 pass breakups, 62 total tackles. Ooh, joining the, the stat guys. That's a, <clears throat> hey, that boy been balling for this. He's part of the reason why the Saints defense will. Yeah, yeah. he's definitely part yeah, of the reason. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Number six, I got Joey Bosa, 44 solo tackles, 12 and a half sacks, four forced fumbles. Number five, I have Fletcher Cox. Cox. Gats. Fletcher Cats. Five. That's a good one. Number five, Chandler Jones. Led Shout out to the old Patriots head. Led the league in sacks. 38 QB hits, 28 tackles for loss. He snapped. He spazzed. Number five, I got Yannick Ngokwe, or Ngakwe. 24 solo tackles, 12 sacks, and his six forced fumbles led the league. Nice. Number four, I have Everson Griffin. Number four. Mm-hmm. I don't go by the stat. Like I said, I, I go by how I see them play, and I just. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Um, number four, I have uh, Khalil Mack, 61 solo tackles, 10 and a half sacks, and a forced fumble. Who do you have? Yannick Ngukwe. He's nice, bro. Jacksonville Jaguars. He took off. I almost. Passed over and didn't realize. I'll explain why I have Khalil Mack at number four if you want me to later on. Okay. Yeah. Um, number three, I have Calais Campbell. Mm. Number three, I have Khalil Mack. Nice. Oakland Raiders. Number three, I got Cameron Jordan. 48 solo tackles, 13 sacks, two forced fumbles, an interception, and his 12 passes defend- deflected led all D linemen. I just I think like as a defensive lineman, you one of your main concerns should be preventing the ball from getting out. And if you're having twelve pass deflections, one of which led to an interception that you made, it's pretty good. Uh, number two, I have Khalil Mack, Oakland Raiders. Bias? No, I, it's it's not bias. He has the most sacks on a quarterback over the past three years. He's got the most QB pressures out of anybody. That's while getting double and triple teamed every single play. Um, he's a freak of nature. Mm-hmm. My one and two are freaks of nature. So, Number two, Calais Campbell, Arizona Cardinals. 
Number two, I have Calais Campbell, 47 sold tackles, 14 and a half sacks, three forced fumbles. And number one, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. <laughs> uh, no question. 32 sold tackles, 11 sacks, five forced fumbles. Now, here's the reason why I have Khalil Mack behind those other three guys. I understand Khalil Mack is a beast. He's a rushing nightmare. I just want to see, like you said, watching them play. Khalil Mack, I would like to see be more disruptive when he can't get to the quarterback. When he can get to the quarterback, he's a problem. But getting your hands up, getting past deflections, being able to, you know, I guess be able to disrupt when you're on the weak side. That's just my you personal opinion. Put his, you said put his hands up or something? Yeah, like more pass deflections. Like the be be effective when you can't get to the quarterback. He stole a pick six from Cam. Okay. With one hand. Okay, that's a freak of nature play. That's yeah. one play. I'm just saying, but he does that though. I I, I agree. And and I don't have a problem with that. I just don't think he's better than Cameron Jordan, Clay's Campbell, or Aaron Donald. Okay. On to linebackers. Gerald Casey was 12 on my list. Yeah, I like him. I like him a lot. Try to make him on there. Linebackers. Are we going through our list or are we still doing it the same way? Since now it's just five. No matter. We can do that. Yeah. All right. Who's going first? I go first. Hey. Five, I got Deion Jones. He was nasty. It was hard for me to not get him on my back. He did um, real good. Mm-hmm. He did He's real bad. good this season. He's bad this year. Um, number four, I got C.J. Mosley. Baltimore Ravens. Number three, I got Ryan Kerrigan. Surprisingly. But he's bad. I'm mad he didn't get into the top 100. He should have. Two, I got Luke Keekley. And number one, Vaughn Miller. Uh, number five, I have Sean Lee, Dallas. Uh, four, I got Ryan Kerrigan. Three, I have Bobby Wagner. Uh, two, Luke Keekley, and one, Von Miller. I got Bobby Wagner in there. I'm just a fan of how he plays. So, what I was looking for when I was doing like my top five, I just wanted to see you guys who had like a total... Resume. Mm-hmm. Um, Von Miller almost didn't make my list, but I had to take into account the fact that Von Miller is the best linebacker at getting to the quarterback, and he goes back into coverage also. Ryan Kerrigan got left off my list for that purpose alone because Ryan Kerrigan pretty much just goes out to the quarterback at this point. So he was like my number six or my number seven. Um, number five, I got Telvin Smith, uh, 73 solo tackles, a sack, a forced fumble, two fumble recoveries, three interceptions, and three defensive touchdowns. I, that's typically what I'm looking for. Like, I'm already a linebacker's coach. Like, you got to be able to affect, like, every facet of the game defensively. That's how I feel when you play linebacker. Especially in today's league where you have to be athletic. Like, these big bruising linebackers don't make it anymore. They end up going to D-line because right. it's hard for them to keep up. Number four, I got C.J. Mosley. I think he led all linebackers with 94 solo tackles. He had a sack, three forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries, two interceptions, and a defensive touchdown. Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner is just all over the field to me. Like I just feel like whenever you watch a game, whatever team he's on, he's always just in the view of the camera. Like He's somewhere around the ball, mm-hmm. always, and I respect that. Uh, 88 solo tackles, a sack and a half, a fumble recovery, two picks, and a defensive touchdown. Von Miller is my number two. 
48 solo tackles, but he got 10 sacks, two forced fumbles, and a fumble recovery. I think he's second behind Brian Kerrigan as far as linebackers is concerned for sacks in this season. And then number one, I got Luke Keekley, 71 solo tackles, a forced fumble, two fumble recoveries, three interceptions, and a defensive touchdown. I mean, it, it, the numbers is there, but it's more so what he does on the field. I think he has he shoulders more responsibility than any linebacker in the league, in my personal opinion. So that that definitely pushed him up to number one for me. Anyway, so yeah, y'all want to do corners or safeties first? Corners for me, I don't know. Yeah. If you want to go ahead and start off, yeah, I can start it off. Corners is the same. It's the same thing, pretty much. I'm just looking for mm. total body of work. Number five, even though he doesn't have the body of work, but I'm thoroughly convinced is because he sees no action, is Patrick Peterson. Now, I couldn't put Patrick Peterson at number one like I wanted to because he didn't get tried enough. I kind of needed more work. I feel because he didn't get tried and everybody else got tried, that's why their defense wasn't as good. And he has a number one catch rate. Yeah, he has Lawrence. he has 30 solo tackles, nine passes defended, and a pick. And that's has, that's for the whole season. He has Because he has the least amount of... Um, yeah, yeah catch amount, right. least amount of catches on yeah, him. Yeah, he, 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 you're, you're not catching on him. You understand what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, I, I I respect that. Yeah. Period. Um, but the other guys I have ahead of him, their resume is just so nasty. Like, I, I, I couldn't ignore it. So, um, number four, I got Jalen Ramsey, 51 solo tackles, 21 passes defended, four picks. Um, number three, I mean, honestly, this is like 3A, 3B for me, like what, you, like what we said before. Yeah. A.J. Bouye. 53 solo tackles, 24 passing defenders, 6 picks. Number 2, I got Darius Slay. <clears throat> Darius Slay got 53 solo tackles. He led the league in picks, man. He led the league not just in picks, but he also led the league in passes defended with 34, and he had a fumble recovery. Number 1, who didn't play all 16 games, he only played 14, which people are like, what do you mean only? Two games in football is a big deal. That's a lot of play time. Um, I got Marcus Peters, 43 solo tackles, 23 passes defended. But here's what put him above everybody to me. He had five picks, four forced fumbles, which has him third in the league from corner. Four forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries. He had a defensive touchdown. I think he's the one of two corners or three corners that have a defensive touchdown. Mm-hmm. And he led the league with 137 interception return yards. So not only is this man playing defense, but when he gets the ball in his hand, he's trying to score. I think he's just the best defensive player from corner to me, in my opinion. True. I got Patrick Peterson at number five. Marshawn Lattimore at number four. I, I like Marshawn. I didn't put Marshawn because he's a rookie. Yeah, I like Marshawn. You're defensive rookie of the year. I know. You led the league in pick. Well, no, no, he was second, second in the league in picks. Uh, he was ne- he's, he's definitely he's definitely the reason why that defense was able to pin their ears back. Um, like they blitzed every play because they knew a hey, one side's gonna be locked down. So have fun. Three, I got <clears throat> Darius Slay. He's nasty. He's bro. stupid nasty. He the reason Dez ain't Dez no more. I agree. <laughs> I can't he killed agree. Dez's career. <laughs> um, he showed people how to think he showed people how to defend Dez. Dez. Dez ain't been the sense ever since. Um, number two, I got Marcus Peters. I'm sorry. That guy was a rookie last year. And he was top five last year. So I'm like, I feel like what's him and him and Marshawn Lattimore are almost two of the same. Mm-hmm. Um 
and number one, I got AJ Bouye. Okay. I just feel like if I was a corner, I'd want to play how Peters play. AJ Bouye didn't get scored on all year until the playoffs. Until the playoffs. Yeah. Until the playoffs. Um, <clears throat> my number five, I got Jack Rabbit. Janoris. You know, Janoris had three defensive touchdowns this year. Yeah. He's he's one of those guys. He's one like I'm genuinely excited to watch their defense on the field because of him out there for the most part. He doesn't miss a beat. Right. Um, Number four, I got Darius Slay. Um, Three, AJ Bouye. Uh, This is more like a two A two B like we had talked about. Um, Two, Jalen Ramsey. And I just want to say, Lattimore, he probably could have made my top five. I had to keep that same energy, though, because I didn't put any rookies in on offense, so I'm mm-hmm. going to do the same on defense. Yeah, I put him in and took Jalen Ramsey out. Yeah. Nice. So Jalen Ramsey, my number two, and uh, Marcus Peters, my number one. I like Marcus Peters, dog. I really do. I think with the Rams, he is about to snap. He's about to be disgusting. Ha. Ha. Who they got on the other side of the ball? Akeem. Akeem to lead. Yep. Oh my God! Marcus Joyner. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Marcus Joyner, who I will be mentioning real soon. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so uh, I'll start safeties at number five. I have DJ Swearinger, Washington Redskins. Damn, I wouldn't have guessed that. He's nice though. He's bro. nice. Really nice. Marcus said him like more of a hitter. He's a hitter. He's definitely. Those a are the kind of safeties I like though. <laughs> See, that's why I think it's important to kind of say like what kind of. What you look for yeah. in each position. That's what I don't know. I, I feel like for me, I like my safeties either all the way one way or all the way another. Either you're a finesser, like completely a finesser, or you're there to to hurt somebody. Like who the Raiders got a safety right now? Fucks with uh, Carl Joseph because he just smacks people all game long. The reason I like that is because Carl Joseph gets that bomb the fuck up to them. Hard. Yeah. Like hard body. And then those finesse like Carl Joseph. Is like five skill points away from being Taylor Mays. What does that mean? Like he's like he's literally like he's a he's at an eighty he's five man coverage. He's yeah. five zone coverages or five awareness points away from being Taylor Mays. Taylor because Mays he can't he can't cover. He just hits his right. hitting power right. is just up there, but everything gotcha, else gotcha. is like eh. If I call Joseph, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's smart enough to get it, but like Taylor guys like that. I feel you. I love people that smack too. They're, they're fun to watch. They're definitely fun to watch. They're fun to watch. So, yeah. So, I got Swanger <laughs> at five. At four, I got Malcolm Jenkins. Um, yeah. Now, number three, I have Eric Berry. I mean, he's gone through a lot out of his personal life. But I still think whenever he's on the field, like, it's you can't throw his direction. Um, number two, I have Harrison Smith from the Vikings. And number one for me, LaMarcus Joyner, Rams. Hmm. Damn. You want me? You want me to go or you want to go? I'll go. Okay. I got LaMarcus Joyner at five. Nice. I feel like I try to pick five dudes I feel like do both really well. Yeah. Smack and they can cover really, really well. Mm -hmm. LaMarcus Joyner definitely number five. I have Malcolm Jenkins at four. I have um, Keanu Neal at three. He's a good one too. Um, Harrison Smith at one. I meant two, and Earl Thomas at one. All right. So 
I the, there's a lot of safeties, and you said a lot of names that I left out, which was hard for me to leave out. Like Thomas, I left Thomas out. Right. But my thing is, what I what I like to do is also not just look at play style, but I have to look at stats. And there are specific stats that I was looking for. Um, like for example, my number five is is a uh, Glover Quinn, mm-hmm. safety for the Detroit Lions. He had 55 solo tackles, three interceptions, four four first fumbles, which led defensive backs. He had a fumble recovery and a defensive touchdown. <clears throat> I feel like defense, I feel like especially safeties, safeties are those guys that are supposed to get you the ball back. <clears throat> That's how I personally feel. Mm-hmm. Like those guys, one way or another, they're supposed to be getting you the ball, or at least around the ball. Um, I got Harrison Smith at number four, 58 total tackles. He had a sack and a half and five picks. Number three, I got Eric Weddle. He had 49 solo tackles, a sack, six picks. Two forced fumbles, a fumble recovery, and a defensive touchdown. I had Rashad Jones from the Miami Dolphins at number two. 87 solo tackles. He led defensive backs. He had a sack and a half. He had seven passes defended, two interceptions, three fumble recoveries, and two defensive touchdowns. And then my number one was Kevin Byard from the Titans. 58 solo tackles, 24 passes defended, which led safeties. Eight interceptions, which was tied for the lead league, and two fumble recoveries. The guy's just a ball hop. All our Johns were real different for the safeties, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I knew that was going to happen. There's a lot of good safeties. It really just depends on what you what you like. What your preferences in the safety. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's my list, bit all. That's what's up. We're good. So. I think we're doing that. Let's be punters and kickers. I would gladly do punters and kickers. Oh Current punters and kickers? I'm yeah. good. Punter, Marquette King. <laughs> yeah, too bad he cleared it from y'all, boys. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you hurt. That's just well, he didn't clear it. We cut him. Next, we're moving on to the <laughs> MLB. Uh, there's more? The M A L A B A, the MOB. MOB. Ladies and gentlemen, Dylan just literally looked on the back of the paper to see if there was Major League Baseball on the agenda. Surprise! All right. So you know the one reason why I one of the one of the main emphasis of the show, Dylan. The, the home run derby. Before we get to it. Before um, <laughs> before we before you got on the show, Dylan, and we happy that you did. Um, we were Viva La France. The point was to get Buddha into more sports, um, and I mean, especially you, since there there are some sports that I know you don't watch, Dylan. I know that you do watch baseball selectively, more so towards the end of the year. But what I'm trying to get you to do is more be a second half. Watcher from the end of the All-Star break. Here's the reason why. It's great to see the playoff picture form. It's guaranteed that at least one team is going to come from being like five games down to miraculously come back and win the division. It happens every year. Mm-hmm. And this year, the playoff picture looks close. Now, this is what I want to say about Major League Baseball. And this is a hot take. I think Major League Baseball is doing sports better than any other league in in the United States. I think they do it better than the NBA. I think they do it better than the NFL. I think they do it better than hockey. One of the main reasons why I say that is like the All-Star Weekend. Well, or the All-Star Week, per se. First and foremost, they don't do the All-Star Game during the weekend. 
You know why? So you can have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to just vibe. They usually do the all. They usually do the All Star, like the Home Run Derby and the All Star Celebrity Game on Monday. Then they play the All Star Game on Tuesday. So that way you can legitimately have the weekend to just enjoy your time. Be there in the town. Be around. That's why like a lot of baseball fans they go over the weekend because they know like yo I could be walking down the street and I see. Just a random MLB legend yeah, just chilling. Yeah, like, just chilling. And and the thing about baseball players, they're mad humble. Like, you don't, you don't hear too many stories of baseball players really being, like, a-holes mm-hmm. like that. Like, they're they're cool and down to earth. So. Because this is a fucking CD. Another, another, thing, <laughs> another thing that I like, we know that your main thing is the home run derby and the celebrity all-star softball game. They don't change nothing. They keep it consistent. And with the changes that they did add, like the Home Run Derby is the best all-star event in sports because it's it's to the point, especially now that they do four minutes, like they have the breakdown where it's four minutes for your round. If you hit two home runs over 440 feet, you get 30 extra seconds at the end, which could prove pivotal because if you're down like two home runs, you have 30 seconds to hit three, you could come back and win. And like once you beat your opponent, like you're done. So you don't have to hit like 25 home runs while he hits 14. If he hit 14, you hit 15. It's a wrap. Like even if you had time left over, you're good. So you got guys hitting walk-off home runs to win the round. And like the crowd is into it. And the thing about it is is like a home run is not seen all the time. But watching a home run derby, you're watching 200 some odd home runs. It's fun. You know what I mean? It's fun. And then, like, baseball fans don't ask for much. We just want to see the ball go far. Like, NBA fans, they watch a slam dunk contest, and they want dudes to do 360-degree backflips through burning hoops, not realizing how hard it is to do a between-the-legs dunk. There's, there's no appreciation. We watch the Pro Bowl. Like, you know, we watch these players get mashed up. Like, what I did like that NFL had back in the day was the quarterback challenge. The, mm-hmm. little, the quarterback club where they had the little carts that would go and they try to hit it and then like yeah. each position had their thing they need to bring that back that would be fun but anyway going into the playoff hunt the best thing about the MLB playoff is the wild card game it's a game now there's no wild card playoff round you have two teams that play in the wild card when you go that's it one game you win, you're in. You lose, you're out. And that's pretty much how it goes. And um, the bottom, the the team that has the lowest amount of wins, because you have three division winners, the team that has the lowest wins is the team that plays the wild card okay. to get in. Um, so with that being said, you've got the... Red Sox with the best record in the American League. I mean, in baseball. They have 68 wins, 30 losses. They're leading the AL East. You have the Cleveland Indians that lead the AL Central. They have 52 wins, 43 losses. And then you have the AL West where the Astros are winning. You have 64 wins, 35 losses. (coughs) So, um, you have (coughs) two teams that compete for wild card spots. Okay, I'm sorry, the Bottom two get in. Um, the two wild card spots is looking like it's gonna be whoever wins the AL East 
the loser is going to end up getting the wild card spot between oh, the Red Sox and the Yankees. Yankees. So <clears throat> the Yankees are going to be in that wild card spot. And then the next wild card spot is looking like it might go to the Mariners. Even though the Athletics are only three games back. Mm-hmm. So the AL West in the, in the American League right now, I mean, the AL Central is pretty much in hand. I mean, the Indians have a seven-game lead. They're 52-43. and 43. The Twins are 44-50. and 50. The Tigers are 41-57. and 57. So I think Cleveland just needs to pretty much ride it out to the end. But the AL West is looking pretty close because you got the Astros with 64 wins, Mariners with 58, Athletics with 55. So between them three teams, you can see something interesting. Um, the best races are definitely in the National League, though. Um, in the National League, you've got the Phillies that have 53 wins. Mm-hmm. The Cubs have 55 wins. The Dodgers have 53 wins. But here's the kicker. Phillies have 53 wins, 42 losses. The Braves have 52 wins and 42 losses. And the Nationals are 48 and 48. So between first and third in the NL East, you have a five-game difference. So anything can happen there. Um, In the NL Central, the Cubs have 55 wins, 38 losses. The Brewers have 55 wins and 43 losses. And the Cardinals have 48 wins, 46 losses. And then, I mean, I don't know if the Pirates are going to turn it around, but the Pirates are 48 and 49. So between first and fourth place, you have a nine-game differential. And the NL West is the closest because between first and fourth place is four games. That's it. So you got the Dodgers 53 and 43, the Diamondbacks are 53 and 44, Rockies are 51 and 45, and the Giants are 50 and 48. So, I mean, pretty much, I mean, that's... That's going to be the most interesting race to watch. So what I encourage you guys to do is I I would like for y'all to have an AL team, an NL team. And then if you you choose to have a team that you want to keep an eye on, that's cool. So I'll give you an example. Like for me, my AL team is the Red Sox. My NL team is the Dodgers. Now, I have teams that I like to watch, and the NL is definitely the Cubs. Didn't the Dodgers get Manny Machado? They they got Manny Machado, which makes me super happy. I like watching the Cubs. I've always liked watching Cubs because I felt like the Cubs was the NL version of the Red Sox. Like, they hadn't won a championship in so long, and they got up to win it. That was pretty cool. Um, in the AL, um, I mean, I like to watch the Astros, but, I mean, that's really because they just won a championship. I don't really care for anybody in the AL outside of the Red Sox. But the Astros are cool to watch. So, that's about it. What do you got? Any teams that you like to watch? Um... Yeah, in the uh, the NL, I like the Cubs. Nice, the Cubbies. Good choice. Um, a team I've always liked to watch run up was the Mets. Cause okay. My, my dad's from Long Island, so that's your team to watch. Yeah, no. <laughs> chill out. Um, and then as far as the AL team goes, I'm gonna have to say the, uh, you know, the Mariners. Okay. So when I was a kid. Ken Griffey. Hell yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. I, I used to like the Mariners too back in the day. They had him and A-Rod. But I guess I also have to cheer for the Rays. Home team. Home team. Okay. Okay. Dylan, you said your AL team was the Sox. The Sox. This is your NL team to watch. The Dodgers. Nice. So you with me, bro. Lit. Okay, what are your teams to watch? To watch is to watch. Mm-hmm. 
Is there any team that you probably have seen on TV? It's like, dang, they kind of fire. Uh, well, it was the Oakland A's. Okay. Oakland A's do give you an exciting brand of baseball if you're able to watch their game. They usually have the late games. Yeah, Oakland mm-hmm. A's, uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. Pittsburgh Pirates was cool, but they but your boy ain't there no more. So not no McCutcheon, more. McCutcheon is with the uh, San Francisco Giants. Oh yeah, so probably the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, I knew you like Cutch. <laughs> and, uh, McCutcheon. Yeah, McCutcheon is, is the deal. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. There's one wild card spot. Okay. So it's the top, the top, the top team. two teams play each other for it. The top two teams in a wild in the, card. In a wild card, play each other. Play each other for that last spot. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So I was wrong. My fault. And they play the. Uh, I think they play the. So it'd be like Yankees, Mariners, or Yankees. The second team. In there. Yeah. Two the two teams in the AL East are gonna get into the playoffs. Yeah. Like always. Yeah, and then it's looking like the two teams in the NL West, NL West and AL East are gonna be the two teams to be getting into the playoffs. So all I encourage for you guys to do is just watch a game here and there. Keep up with it. Because baseball, I, I tell people all the time, like, once you understand the full rules of baseball and you get the drama, it's actually a really fun game to watch. Mm-hmm. I got you on the soccer. Yeah. So now yeah. we're going to get you on the baseball. See, I'm one for one right now. I'm one for one right it's now. Hard for baseball, bro. You got to watch a bit pitch all the Nah, time. you want to know why I got him? You know how I got him into it? He's playing the video game. For right sure. Now. Oh, I know. Yeah, I've seen him. He's playing the video game right now. Once you get into the video game and you start understanding like the strategy and the technique, you're gonna start watching being like, damn, what are these boys about to do next? So I think that's pretty that's gonna be pretty lit. That's gonna be pretty lit. Manny Machado about to spread. Oh man, I'm so excited for Manny Machado, bro. Hey, oh, so I'm ne- too excited. Next for season Manny we Machado. all gotta go to a hockey game. Those Easily. are fun to go to because they're inside. It's nice and cool. Easily. Got to. Got to, got to. You gotta see fights, a lot of fights. <sighs> You've never been to a hockey game, bro? Yeah. And? It didn't tickle my fancy. When did you go to a hockey game? Uh, last year. For real? Yes. What team you went to? The Panthers. Fool, man. We'll go to a lightning game. I like that. Lightning fire. Hockey fool. You bugging. Nice. So, before we finish up, you know, I got to do Underrated Bars of Fame. I got two songs. I want you guys to choose one. It's J. Cole. Oh. Yeah, I had to do it for the boy Dylan, J. Cole. So, shut up. What are the two songs? The two choices either Voluminati. That's a long-ass song. How long, how much of that? I'm just doing the first verse. Okay. Yeah, and I'm not doing the whole thing. Voluminati or Forbidden Fruit. Voluminati. Voluminati. That's my boy Dylan. What do you think? He spazzed the Illuminati. Okay, hold on. Now that's a stereotype. No, no, women are a stereotype. It's just a. All right. So, excuse me for the language in advance. This is not my words. This is the words of J. Cole. All right. He I says, literally thought you were speaking lyrics. I was like, I don't remember that. No. One. Jermaine. <laughs> he goes, sometimes I brag like ho, sometimes I'm real like pot. Sometimes I focus on the flow to show the skills I got. Sometimes I focus on the dough, look at these bills I got. This is a message for some rappers trying to steal my spot. Mm. You niggas famous on the internet, I'm real life hot, homie. 
Get your weight up. Fake niggas get sprayed up. My verbal AK slay faggots, and I don't mean no disrespect whenever I say faggot, okay, faggot? Woo! Don't be so sensitive. If you want to get fucked in the ass, that's between you and whoever else dick it is. Pause. Woo! Maybe that line was too far. Just a little joke to show how homophobic you are. And who can blame you? Boy meets world, I'm trying to find I'm a new Topanga and banger bang out. No hanging out. My pops was club helping whack when... My pops was club hopping back when Rick James was out. And all I get is Trinidad James. Wait, Wait a minute. minute. That's strange. Sip a bit of champagne. Say, Say fuck, fuck it. it. If the hoes like it, I love it. Nigga, nigga, nigga. Used to watch Rap City, Big Tigger, Tigger. Rap nerd, even cop, raw digger, digger. Mm. Pac had a nigga saying, fuck, jigger, fuck, biggie. I was only like 11, so forgive me. A decade later, I'd be all up in the city trying to get hold to fuck with me. With a burn CD full of jams that was up in my hand. When he said he didn't want it, it was fuck him again. One day he gonna regret playing me. Little did I know in a year he'd be fucking paying me. What could you say to me? I beat the odds like Vegas. I used to rap about haters before niggas was hating me. Now they hate to see a young black man with a college degree. Fucking all these little models for free. Mm. Pardon me. Bitch. Bruh. Bars. Underrated bars of fame because we bars. do not talk about J. Cole and we do not talk about that album Born Sin. People who people who don't like to put J. Cole up with the top lyricist conversation, listen to this man spit, bro. Like listen to this shit he's saying. And uh yeah, man. So that that was my underrated bars of fame, man. I did that one just for you, Dylan Dog. Yo. Hope you're proud. I did research. I was gonna do home for the holidays, but that you know, a lot of people ain't really into that J Cole, so you know I had to do a J Cole that everybody was into. Nah, everybody knows about that one, so you know it's underrated. Nineteen eighty five is is rated correctly. It's rated. It's rated correctly. Um, yeah, man. Then that's that's about it, man. I don't know if you guys have anything that y'all like to say, any final thoughts, requests. You know. Nah. All right. Well, the music is on now, man. I mean, do you want to tell them how they can reach us? Yeah, you can email us at ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. All right, what if they want to reach us on Twitter? Balls underscore podcast. And what about on Instagram? Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. Man, listen, I don't know what we had. Maybe we had our vitamins and minerals today, but we gave you two hours of straight, beautiful sports madness. And we hope you appreciate it, man. Fah-mulat. <laughs> hey, listen. The Fob family. Hey, like, subscribe, like, right, rate, like, rate, subscribe, uh, share with a friend. All that John, man. All that John. We fuck with y'all. We do. Our one year is coming up very soon. Real soon, and we're going to be live, man. Hey, look, y'all could have been listening to any podcast, but you're listening to us, and we really appreciate y'all for that. So make sure that y'all continue to show us love, man, and uh, we'll do the same. Dang, I forgot to talk about this is the podcast with balls about balls. We'll tell them right now. This is the podcast with balls (laughs) about balls. There it is. You listen to Ball Sports Podcast. Yeah. Bye, hoes. And we're going to holler at y'all little scallywags later. Can't say it if you already missed it, bro. They trying to elevate my game. They try to bust me in, but I cannot be contained. One thing they go remember is my mother name. That's my mother name. It be my mother name. Yeah, I don't do this for the fame. Every day I'm working, trying to elevate my game for my mother name. No, I don't fear nobody. When it comes to the clutch, I got it. I make my moves in. 
Heavy pressure, I just rep. Youngin', but I feel like that.